Blog Talk Radio. things you won't forget that he did for you, but there's still a lot of things the Lord took you through that you don't even understand. There was a little old lady, little old church mother named Mother Sherman. She was what we call a district missionary. She was the church mother of our church, the Jackson Memorial Church of God in Christ in San Diego, California. She went to heaven when she was 101, I think. And she was a, such a sweet little darling. She was about four. She looked like she was about four, three. And, uh, but a powerful preaching woman and when I was a little boy she used to say to me she heard I was saved I got saved when I was about four or five years old and they heard about this little piercing boy that was saved and she'd always come to me and said son you yet holding on and I said yes ma'am I'm yet holding on she said well keep on keeping on there baby she said that all the time every time I said you yet holding on them old missionaries always going th- thought she was going to backslide between Sundays you know you yet holding on? And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, keep on holding on, baby. And she'd give me a nickel. And then when I get a little older, she gave me a dime. You yet holding on? I said, yes, Mother Sherman, I'm yet holding on. You keep on keeping on, baby. She 
gave me a quarter. By the time I got ready to go to college, she was up to a dollar. I remember I came back from my freshman college year here at Oral Roberts University. And I saw Mother Sermon. She said, baby, you yet holding on? I said, yes, ma'am, I'm yet holding on. She said, well, you keep on keeping on then, baby. She never did get above a dollar. She stayed at that dollar. But the last time I saw her alive, Mr. Morton, she was in a nursing home. And uh, my godmother took me out to see her. She had lost her teeth. She, she, they couldn't find her teeth. She couldn't remember who I was. Our pastor, Bishop J.A. Blake, whose son Charles will be preaching in a little bit, Charles Blake. Bishop Blake had gone to heaven. And Mother Sherman didn't know it yet. She couldn't remember the name of our church. And it kind of broke my heart. And I said, Mother Sherman, she said, what is it, baby? I said, you remember me? She, looked, she said, I don't be with you. I said, where's your teeth, Mother? She said, I don't know. They done lost them. I said, well, I'm Carlton Pearson. You used to encourage me a lot, Mother, when, when, uh, when I went to church. You was always telling me to, to keep on keeping on. She said, I've been, I was saved when I was a little boy, and your ministry has blessed me over the years. She said, oh, it did. I said, yeah, well, you were so sweet. She said, that's because you were sweet. She said, you get holding on? I said, yes, ma'am, I'm yet holding on. She said, well, then you just keep on keeping on. I said, well, I'm going to go, Mother Sherman. I just want to love you and pray for you. But there's one little song I wanted to sing for you before we, before we leave. Now, she couldn't remember the name of the church. She couldn't remember my name. She couldn't even remember our pastor, Bishop Blake. But I, I, I said, this, I sang this song. By and by, when the morning comes, all the saints of God again, we will tell the story how we've overcome and we'll understand. I wondered if she understood it, but as soon as I started singing, Start moving a little head. And I, I never didn't know the verse, but I sang it through one time that she said, she said, me, she said they'd been making noise in that nursing home. She said, but it ain't our kind of noise. <laughs> we'll understand it better. I said, by and by, mother. She went like this. Oh, by and by, when the morning comes, come on.
And we'll let that play in the background. Hello, everybody. Want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the show. This is the show, the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. How's the family doing tonight? Hopefully, everybody's doing really well. You know, we're embarking upon the holidays, and uh, I hope that everybody is uh, keeping Christ the center of your Christmas and looking forward to a prosperous and blessed new year. Before I go a step further, I want to bring on our guests. I want them to get a part of it from the very beginning, so I won't waste another minute. I'll go ahead and bring on area code 512-922. Miss Darlene Douglas, are you there? I'm here. Okay, and uh, let me go ahead. How are you doing? Say hello to the family, Darlene. Hello, family. Hope all is well. And how are you doing, Miss Darlene? I'm doing well. Can you complain? How about you? That's good. They say nobody want to listen but God anyway. I'm doing okay. I must say these shows, this is a very challenging show, this particular show. I don't know why. It's just a lot happening. I'm just not feeling 100% tonight. But with all of the co-hosts I have to get my back, I'm sure we'll do just fine. Let me not waste another minute and go to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Darlene is in the wonderful city of Austin, Texas. I'm in Fort Worth, and we'll fly over to Oklahoma. Erico nine one eight seven seven seven. Angie, Miss Angie Franks, are you there? Yes, sir. I am here. All right, well, welcome to the show again tonight, another episode of Blog Talk Radio with the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. Go ahead and say hello to the family, Angie. Hello, family. I hope everyone is doing well and blessed of the Lord. Well, we're set for an exciting show, but one more co-host to bring on. This is going to be a challenge with these four co-hosts. Um, but it has been fun, I must say, the last times we did it. Area code 817, all the way from Forward, Texas, 817-378, Donald Shaw. Are you there? Yes, I am. God bless. How's everybody? Well, welcome to the show, Don. Welcome to the show. And say hello to the family. Hello, family. Hope everyone is blessed, and I'm honored to be with you this afternoon. All right, well, there you have it from, from the all four of the um, co-hosts tonight. And what I want to do is uh, each uh, one tell how they're related to the family. There's a lot of new listeners. Well, I don't know if there's a lot, but there are some new listeners. They don't know who Donald Shaw is, who Angie Franks is, who Seth Turner is. So I'll go first. I'm Seth Turner. Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas is my, and, and y'all watch the noise. I heard some noise there. Uh, Ed and Isabel is my great-grandparents. My grandmother is Azalee Douglas. My mother is Irene. Uh, Ms. Darling, you want to go next? Sure. My name is Darlene Douglas. My dad is Ellis Douglas. My grandfather is Ennis Bloody Douglas. My great-grandparents are... Ed and Isabella Kennedy Douglas. Okay, Miss Angie Franks. Okay, my uh, Ed and Isabel uh, Douglas Kennedy 
was my great grandparents, M. B. Douglas, M. B. Dugan Douglas was my uh, grandfather, and uh, Benny Delonia, A.K.A. Euline, was my mother. Okay, and well, again, welcome to the show, Angie and Don. Okay, uh, Avery Williams Douglas was my grandmother, and she is a sister to Albert Douglas. My mother is Robbie Booker, and she is my mother, and she is a daughter of Ashley William Douglas. All right, all right. Well, listen, everyone, there you have it. That's the four co-hosts we have on tonight, and we're looking forward to a, a, a exciting show tonight. we got a lot coming at you, folks. we got a lot coming at you. And uh, we have two interviews that's coming up. Well, before I talk about what's coming up, y'all, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Let's do this. Uh, folks, why don't y'all uh, talk about a little bit about Christmas, what it means to you? Because, as you know, it's a big deal. Yes, tonight, folks, yes, tonight, you got the right show. We are celebrating the one and only um, Elbert Sonny Boy Douglas, for sure, a.k.a. Sonny Boy. Um, tonight is his night. Tonight is a memorial. We're going to be talking about him the second half of the show, uh, uh, bringing him back to life, so to speak, uh, because uh, Uncle Sonny Boy meant a lot to a lot of people. And so we definitely will be bringing uh, uh, that second half of the show. But the first half, I want to highlight a little bit about these so-called holidays we have before us, or holy days, some people say. But uh, so let's just talk about what Christmas means to you, if, if we can do that, okay? And uh, I'll go first. I'll go first because I'm kind of springing this on y'all. We, we Tonight, folks, y'all going to get it raw. It's going to be natural because I haven't talked about that to any one of these guests yet. They're hearing this question for the first time. Don't y'all like it like that where it's real? It's not staged? Mm-hmm. So I'll go first. I'll go first. And remember, everybody, we got four of you on the line, so try to keep the noise down in the background because it can get very loud real quick. But, folks, family, and I'll put a little music here in the background, what Christmas means to me is very simple. 2,000 years ago, as we know, our planet was in a great, great distress, okay? The true Israelites was in Israel, and uh, they have ne- they did not have a way to uh, approach the Father except through lambs, bulls, goats. And uh, our, our planet was in need of a Savior, we could not go to the Father. We could not pray directly to him. We could not, uh, we didn't have a way to handle our sins outside of these sacrifices. And lo and behold, the Messiah comes on the scene, sent by the Father, shed his blood. I'm going to go ahead and put everybody on mute. I keep hearing this noise just so I'll just put everybody on mute, and then when I get done, I'll just take each one off one at a time because I don't know where this noise is coming from. But uh, anyway, folks, uh, the greatest news ever came to mankind happened about 2,000 years ago when the Savior came to our planet. I'll make this real quick and shed his blood for our sins. And that arrival of the Messiah was the greatest event ever to be recorded on our planet. Nothing tops the arrival of Yeshua or Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. Nothing. There is nothing that has happened on our planet that was greater than him coming to the earth shedding his blood, and the Father putting 
our identity instead of us coming to the Father one-on-one, placing our identity in the Messiah. When he sees us, he sees the Messiah having rid us from all of our sins as we are seen through the Messiah. It is the greatest thing that has ever happened, and this is why I celebrate Christmas with exchanging of gifts, with singing of songs, and any other celebratory-type thing. So this is why Christmas to me is just the most important. I think it's a wonderful thing. No, we don't know when the Messiah was born, but I think it's not a bad idea for mankind to pick a day. Now, I know there's a lot of history behind the 25th of December, but no day is evil of itself to all my friends out there that say, oh, I don't celebrate Christmas because there's a lot of history. There is a lot of wicked history behind the 25th now. There's a lot of paganism behind the 25th, but if you and your heart celebrate the Most High, and his sending his son, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, darling, I'll go ahead and open up your line first. What do you think of Christmas? You don't have to be that long, of course, but what does it mean to you? Christmas is a Christian holiday to me, honoring the birth of Jesus Christ and celebrating it with friends and family. Wonderful. Sweet, sweet, short, and, and to the point. All right, Miss Angie, I'm going to go ahead and open up your phone lines. If you could, just tell the family what does Christmas mean to you, Miss Angie Franks. Okay, well, uh, I, I agree with uh, you, Seth and Darlene. Um, it's all about it's all about Christ uh, celebrating His birth, and and it is okay, you know, to give gifts, you know, but not to let that be the main focus of uh, of, of the season. It's not even it's not all about that. It's about the knowledge of knowing. Why we celebrate this season because of him that he 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 came and he bled you know he died on the cross for our sins and that's the reason why we uh, we have that opportunity to celebrate and it's an honor to be able to to celebrate it you know and and everybody is doing it in unison at the same time you know and it's not some over here some over there I mean it's something that I mean hey that that's that's about as much as I can say I I agree. You know, it's all about Christ. Amen, amen. And Mr. Donald Shaw, all the way from Fort Worth, why are, are uh, hold on, let me open up your phone line. Uh, why, what does Christmas mean to you? I think, to me, Christmas is just a time to reminisce on the birth of Christ. And, when, and since I'm a child at heart, I always go back to, the um, early usefulness when we talk about Santa Claus and the giving and receiving of gifts and toys. But the bigger meaning is just the joy of knowing that our Savior is really born and we reflect upon the everlasting God exists. So Christmas is a time where people want to come together in the spirit of love and unity, not with the expectancy of receiving, but more with the attitude of giving and sharing the love of God. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I I wanted to say that because there's a lot of talk these days about a lot of people don't celebrate Christmas anymore, folks. And they're saying that it's too materialistic. Folks forget who Christ is. The the big white man in the in the uh, in the the red suit get all the credit, and the reindeers, and the this, and the that, and the snowman, and there's a lot of people don't celebrate Christmas, family. It's just that simple. So I wanted to make it very clear. 
It is a wonderful idea for mankind to pick a day of the year. I know there's some history about that date. I'm not stupid, but I'm not informed. I'm not. I'm not ignorant of that. However, it is a beautiful thing to, and, and this is important. This is an important point we're talking about tonight, family, because we're coming up on these holidays, and we just want to make sure we keep the spirit. But I just encourage all those out there that gave up on Christmas to reconsider that maybe that you don't get it as materialistic as a lot of people do. But don't take away the glory from Christ. Don't not thank the Father on that day or before that day, up until that day for sending the Messiah, because truly we are all blessed, blessed by his um, arrival and contribution. Anyway, folks, uh, just want to get that out of the way, all right? So uh, tonight, 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 what's coming your way? Folks, there is a lot coming your way tonight. I want to just say this. You, this is one of those shows where you don't want to just uh, – <laughs> the phone lines is already full of people. Tonight, I kind of figured this might happen. I don't know if these are all Douglases, but this being the largest family, largest side of the family, I was hoping this would happen. But this is looking kind of like the first show, believe it or not. Can y'all believe that? Darlene, Miss Darlene, do you believe that? <laughs> I do. Me and Darlene talk about numbers all the time because if we don't have these numbers, that tell us we're irrelevant. But I must say, there is a lot of people on this phone line, and I'm hoping they're all from, not all, but I'm hoping a lot of them are from a Sunny Boy side of the family as well as Addie's side of the family as well as Dosha's side of the family, Azalee, Ennis, Buddy, uh, Dugan. I'm hoping everybody's in the house, but we have a strong showing tonight, and I do mean that. So whenever this happens, I have to warn everybody, if you have a question, your hand is up. Uh, be patient because I have to scroll up and down all these names to see your question. It's not like just a few names here, all right? So thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all, family, for coming out. I don't know if it's because it's the last show, but thank you all. Area code 817-316, area code 408-918. I know Angie is 918, but there's other 918s. 805-559-713, just a lot of y'all in the house. 404, I see you. I mean, 760, if I didn't mention you. Anyway, 907, if I didn't mention you. Uh, So anyway, thank you all for showing up in tonight. Let me just tell you what's coming your way tonight. Let me tell you what's coming your way tonight. Like I said, the second half of the show, we're going to be honoring the one and only Elbert, Sonny Boy Douglas. And I'm hoping you all will press one on the phone lines. We'll bring you on. You can just share your memories with Uncle Sonny Boy, Um, those of you that he's an uncle to. The first half, however, we have just a – uh, just as an important show lined up, we have the one and only Janice Watson Griffin, always from California, is going to be coming on, sharing some, something that's on her heart. I don't really know. I have an idea, but uh, we don't know yet. So all we're going to see what's on uh, Janice's heart. And so that will be coming up a little later. But before Janice comes on, we're going to try to bring on the one and only Miss Josephine Miller from the Dugan side of the family. How about that, Miss Angie? All right, all right. Tell us a little bit about before uh, 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 Miss Josephine come on. Why don't you go and tell us about your aunt and Darlene? You can give us a little bit about the uh, Miss uh, Janice Griffin that's going to be coming a little later. Again, folks, they don't even know I was going to ask them that. This is going to be a natural show. Y'all going to get it as we get it. 
Well, go ahead, Miss Angie, and I'm going to go ahead and start a little music in the background. Okay, well, um, my aunt, she is she, she's a twin, you know, and um, one thing I can say that, um, and I'll say this collectively about about my uh, uh, my grandpa's uh, children is that they made a point that all of their children, their nieces and nephews, that we we spent time together, that we. It's just that this is, you know, our cousins and they lived here and there. We actually spent our summers, our vacation, we visited, we vacationed together, we traveled together. My aunt, she's uh, she's a wonderful woman. Yeah. She uh, she used to do hair, you know, back in the day. You know, I don't, I, she don't uh, do that anymore, but uh, she's talented and she's uh, a beautiful person. I, I don't know. Uh, where where to where to begin? You know, I guess I wouldn't be the well, I could be the person that, that was kind of uplifted, but uh, her kids would probably give you more information because we live separate in separate states, you know. So I just think that she's a beautiful person. She's a she's a woman of God. You know, she loves Jesus Christ, and that's the most important thing that I can say about her. Uh oh, that's very important. Very important. Well. This aunt, Miss Josephine Miller, is going to be coming up, folks. You heard Angie talk about her. She's going to be coming up in a little while. And then, Miss Darlene, tell us who Miss uh, the one and only Janice Watson Griffin is to you. She's going to be coming up, family. So who is she, Miss Darlene? Now, now, folks, just so y'all know, I do have some idea who these people are, but I just want their people that's a little closer to them to to, to hone in on who they are. Go ahead, Darlene. Darlene, hold on a second, y'all. Let me make sure I ain't muted her line or if we hadn't dropped her. Hold on, hold on. Yes, I see we dropped and she called back. Okay, darling, I see you're back. Your line must have dropped. Go ahead with who is uh, Janice Watson Griffin to you? Who's going to be coming later up on the show? <laughs> Janice, is the, Janice Griffin Watson is the second daughter of, should I say, the Miller daughter of Catherine. Douglas Griffin. She's a proud mother of two productive children, and um, she she's married to Lonnie Watson. Uh, she's a graduate of Poly Poly St. Lucius. She has a bachelor's in business administration, and she's retired as director of the human resources. Been married about thirty years. Oh, and one thing, her she had her daughter work for Michelle Obama. Um, okay, wow. Point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, wow. Well, anyway, folks, I, those are two. Go, go ahead. Forget. She, she is a very spiritual lady, and she loves the Lord. Amen. It's always good to hear that. I know folks throw it out there, oh, I love the Lord, but it's really good to see people who indeed love the Lord. Well, folks, you listen to the Douglas County Family and Friends Network. That was just Darlene Douglas and Angie Franks talking about our guest that's going to be coming on. Again, uh, uh, that'll be Janice Watson Griffin, and before her is going to be Josephine Miller. And Josephine, I think, is going to be accompanied by Joe Williams, I believe. We'll see about that a little later on. 
But if I did want to say uh, to Miss Josephine and Joe, if y'all are already in the house, to go ahead and press one. Y'all be the first ones to press one tonight. And, folks, at 10 o'clock, I have to warn everybody, please, after 10, after 10, whatever you do, do not hang up the phone line because you will not be able to call back, okay? Again, anybody calling back after 10 will not be able to get on the show, all right? Just so y'all know, because a lot of y'all don't know that. I hear some knocking in the background. Let's clear that up, whoever it is. I heard it. There it is again. Folks, when we have all these lines up, we got to keep the, the noise down. But anyway, folks, this is what's coming your way real quickly. We're going to play all the shout-outs tonight. Actually, y'all probably hear Janice Watson Griffin's son and daughter. I think they did shout-outs. My memory served me right. So, you, Janice, you'll get to hear your kids. Uh, we're going to play all of the shout-outs. This is the end of the year. This is our last show. And let me just mute everybody because this noise is really something here. Okay, hold on one second. I think, okay, there that must be Joe. All right, I see Joe, and I don't see his mother, but they're probably on the same line. But anyway, tonight we're going to play all the shout-outs, all the shout-outs. you got to hear the babies. And some of the older people, too, have done shout-outs, but you got to hear our children do these shout-outs, our, our younger people, I should say, uh, in a little bit. And that's not everybody I know, but it's just a handful of some of the youth and the family that took the time out of their busy schedule to do a shout out to the family, the Douglas Kennedy Family Friends Network, and we appreciate that. That's coming up a little bit. And after we do the shout outs, folks, we'll come back with Joe and his mother, Josephine Miller, and uh, we'll talk to him. I'm looking forward to that. Joe was on last week, and I know y'all enjoyed last week. Um, so that's what's happening. Um, so let's do this. I'm going to make sure I, I have them on the line here. Hold on one second, because this may be questions. I want to make sure this is not a question, but I think this is Joe. Erico, 404641, uh, identify who you are. I see your hand is up. Uh, this is uh, Joe Williams, and my mother is uh, Josephine Miller, and we have uh, practically our entire family on the line right now. Okay. But I don't believe my mom. My, I don't believe my mom has hit uh, the one button yet. She hasn't pressed the one button yet. Okay. Okay, well, we got a question, Joe, at 316558. Is that your mother number? That's mom. Yes, that's mom. Okay, that is your mom. Good. I just want to identify y'all for right now, Joe. So, that's Miss Josephine. She's in the house. And uh, I'll bring Joe and his mom on a little later on. I'm looking forward to that. In the meantime, what I want to do, I just open up their lines to identify them. That's all that was. I want to identify. But thank you, Joe. I'll come back to you in a little bit. And you hear him say his family's listening? That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I appreciate that. The Dugans, I must say, the Dugan side of the family, I must give them points. They are very supportive of their uh, of their members of uh, that side of the family. I must, I mean that. I mean, um, they have just been there. I remember when we did their show, strong showing, strong showing. Okay, folks, let's do this. Well, should we, should we, should Oh, darling, you know what? Well, let's go ahead and play the shout-outs, like I said. When we get back, we'll talk about a few things, all right? Folks, this is a shout-out. These are, the, uh, like I said earlier, young people, some older, that call in and uh, just gave their support to the family. So we're going to go right down the list. Check this out, folks. Hello, family members. This is Janelle Captain Watson calling from Washington, D.C., 
where I currently work for the United States Agency of International Development. My great-grandfather and grandmother is the late Ennis Douglas and Inez Chris Douglas, and my grandfather is the late Giles Griffin. And my phenomenal grandmother is 83 years young, Barbara Catherine Griffin. My father and mother are Lonnie Watson Sr. and Janice Griffin Watson. I have one brother, Lonnie Watson Jr. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, family. It's Ivy Douglas, and I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio, while I'm working on my master's degree at The Ohio State University. I am the daughter of Stanley Douglas and Linda Henderson Douglas, the granddaughter of Ellis and Carrie Richards Douglas, and the great-granddaughter of Ennis and Ennis Cliff Douglas. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hello, family. This is Charity Mercer located in Israel, Demona, Israel. My great-great-grandparents are Ed and Isabella Candy Douglas. My great-grandparents are Azalee and Caleb Booker. My grandparents are Billy and Irene Booker-Rhymes. My mother is Verna Turner. You are listening to the Douglas Candy Family and Friends Network. Enjoy the show. This is Lonnie Watson, Jr. I'm calling from Sunny, California. As a scholar athlete, I received my Bachelor of Science degree in Political Science with a minor in Business Management with honors from Cal State Northridge at the age of 20 while I was playing Division One basketball. My great-grandfather and grandmother is the late Ennis Douglas and Inez Cliff Douglas, and my grandfather is the late Giles Avery Griffin, and my loving grandmother is 83 years young, Barbara Captain or Cat Griffin. My father and mother are Lonnie Watson, Sr. and Janice Griffin Watson. I have one sister, Janelle Catherine Watson. I hope everyone enjoys the show. Peace. Good evening, family members. My name is Sonia Sam, the great-granddaughter of Ed and Isabel Cavity Douglas, and the granddaughter of Andy Douglas and Annie B. Scott Douglas, and the daughter of Beanie Ruth Demonia. I'm just calling to support the Douglas family show tonight. Good evening, family. My name is Linda LeBoss-West, and I'm the great-granddaughter of Ed and Isabel Cavity Douglas. I'm the granddaughter to Envy Douglas, also known as Duke, uh, and I'm the daughter of Cheryl Warren. I'm calling to do a special shout-out for the Douglas family for the night show. Good evening, family. My name is Charlene Magon. I'm the great-granddaughter of Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas and the granddaughter of Envy Douglas. My mother is Shirley Warren, and I'm calling from California to say, what's up, Douglas family? Congratulations on getting on the show tonight. Much love from California. Hello, y'all. I'm Jasmine, great-great-granddaughter of Ed Douglas and Isabel Kennedy Douglas. Great-granddaughter of Dorsey Douglas Bell and Ed Bell. Granddaughter of Dog and Jean Henderson and daughter of Denise Oro Glassford and I hope you guys have an amazing program tonight. Hi, I'm Tiffany Glassford from Euless, Texas. I am a great-great-granddaughter of Ed Douglas and Isabel Kennedy Douglas. Great-granddaughter of Doshi Douglas Bell and Edward Bell. Granddaughter of Dog and Jean Henderson and daughter of Denise and Oro Glassford. I hope you guys Enjoy the show. And some of our older people. I want to give a shout out to Ed and Isabel 
I'm Ernest Biggie, you know, this is Eleven Rocky. Now, let's get this show on the road. Let's get this show on the road. I am calling, representing Oklahoma. I am Ed and Isabel Kennedy Douglas, great granddaughter. And the granddaughter of Jim B. Douglas, better known as Dugan. And the daughter of Bishop Alonia, better known as Julie. I am calling to give a shout out to the Douglas Kennedy family show. I hope everyone enjoyed. Thank you and God bless. My name is Carl Douglas, the youngest son of INS and Buddy Douglas. And back in the day, they used to call me Soul Train. When Soul Train was on TV, and I thought, that I was more than they was. But right now, I'm a heck of a lot of this. And y'all have a nice day. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, we're back. What did y'all think of that? What did y'all think of that? Wasn't that pretty nice, pretty nice? Let me go ahead and open the phone lines. I got my host on, on, on mute here. There's Angie open. Let's see if we can get Darlene open. Where's Darlene? All right, everybody line is up. What did y'all think of those shout-outs, Miss Darlene? What do you think of that? I enjoyed them. Each time I hear them, I enjoy them each time. <laughs> Angie, you enjoyed hearing yourself? Hi, it was it was nice to hear myself, but we're I I enjoy the fact that we're represented all over the nation. Oh yes, 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 yes we are. We are all over the world, really. Don't forget you heard a uh, charity, Miss yeah. Charity from all from Israel. Don, what did you think of the shout out? I think the family is Don. <laughs> we have some wonderful people all over. Yes, yes, yes. Well, well, that was there was some that I missed because I didn't know I was going to keep playing these over and over and over. So after I played a couple of them one time, I erased them, and some of them just stayed on my computer, and I'm glad I kept those. So though if you did a shout-out and I missed you, I apologize, okay? All right? So uh, I want to do this before we bring on our guests, uh, the one and only, because once these guests get started, I know what's going to happen. Time's going to fly, and next thing you know, it'll be time to talk about Sunny Boy. So I want to do a Did You Know, since some of y'all like that. It's a lot of buzz around this new section of the show we call Did You Know. So I thought I would, uh, I would, uh, and hopefully y'all got my text. I did text y'all on that. Hopefully everybody got that uh, um but if not, I'm sure y'all know of some, some good and interesting points in history. But tonight, folks, we're going to play our little game that we do called Did You Know? And basically, we're just asking questions about history. But this is not just any history. This is history that's going to enhance you as a family. It's going to make us hold our head up a little higher. It's going to make us feel a little more prouder. That's the whole purpose of this Did You Know section. 
to question you, question your intelligence about history, see if you knew some things. So, uh, anybody want to go first tonight, or do y'all want me to go first? I mean, anybody want to go first? Anybody, anybody? I always go first, but I thought I'd do something a little different tonight. Anybody have a did you know right away? Don't all jump at the same time. <laughs> you know that you, you, you go ahead. You, you always just in, in, instrument or instrumental in opening up the forum, so just break it down to us. Okay. My did you know I'll share, and I promise you, I just thought of this in the last 15 seconds because I really didn't have one, but there's always a lot of history out there that I, I try to study it all the time. It's one of these this little trivial game is so important to me. But my did you know have to do when I travel to the land of Israel, and which is where Miss Charity is at, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons Charity chose to live there, is because when we went to Israel, we go see about 4,000 Israelites that live, uh, black Israelites that live in the land of Demon. They really live all over. There's Ethiopian Jews, all kind of black presence there. But we go on a tour called the Hidden Ones. If you ever go to Israel, look those people up and go on the tour that's called the Hidden Ones. Family, did you know about 200 feet, well, maybe more like 300 feet from the Wailing Wall, is a black community. I mean, all black. I mean, very dark-skinned people. They are the originals inhabitants of the land, but when the Crusades happened, they came down, there was a lot of warring in Israel, and they those people end up living in a prison, and right now they call it Prison Gate. Prison Gate is a small community outside of the Wailing Wall. That's one did you know. Anybody know that? No. No, no. That was one of the most amazing things I found out when I traveled to the land of Israel, but I just want to share that with you. Very interesting history about those people. You get a chance to look at a prison gate street. It's just a bunch of nice apartments, and you're thinking in Atlanta, Georgia somewhere, but it's just... Those are the original people of that land, and they was uh, put in prison, and they decided not to leave. And uh, when you go to Israel, you'll if you go, many of you have been, and y'all saw those black Ethiopians. Anyway, it's a lot of history to that. All right, who else got a did you know? I have one. Okay. Okay. Um, did you know in the 50s we had the first black, person that had a TV show. The person's name was Nathaniel Adams Cole. No, didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. Say his name again. Nobody? His name was Nathaniel Wow, no, I didn't know that one. That's a good one. That's a good one, darling. Another good one. That was a good one last week with the, with the roof. With the... It's Nat King you Cole. To... Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Nat King Cole had Interesting. his uh, TV show. And he pulled it himself because he, he couldn't get anybody to back him. Didn't know that. 
did know that you had a good one last week about the root beer. Yeah. But anyway, all right, Mr. Donald Shaw, you want to go next? What did you know yeah. that you have for the family? Hold on a second, Don. Hold on one second because I see some people just entering the, the uh, phone lines. Again, folks, you listen to the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. We do this every week. Um, and tonight we're going to be honoring the one and only Uncle Sonny Boy or, or Albert Sonny Boy Douglas. The first half we're going to be talking about various things. So right now we're doing a portion of the show we call Did You Know? Where we talk about little history facts here and there. They can be global. They can be ancient. They can be local. They can be current. So that's what's happening right now. Go ahead, Donald Jr. Okay. Did you all know that in the late 60s and early 70s, Mr. Jerry Thomas opened the door to a lot of up-and-coming talent to have exposure on TV, okay, TV people so called What About People, of which I had an opportunity to participate on this show several times with my group, which was called God's Young Messengers. And he also gave an opportunity for the Soul Trotters to dance and express their talents as young men in their teens. And the Soul Trotters were the brothers. One of them was the brother of our own host, Mr. Seth Turner. But I just want the world to know that Mr. Jerry Thomas opened the door for me on TV. You know what? It's funny you bring that up. You you would. Morris must have put you up to that. Don is out there to write Jerry. Anyway. Yeah, Jerry Thomas is a pioneer, folks. He's a. Uh, thank you, Don. That was a very good did you know. That might have been a. Best of all time right there. But, yeah, Jerry Thomas opened up the door for a lot of black talent. And we used to dance. We used to lock. Did y'all know uh, I used to lock? I'm not talking about break dance. We're talking about lock, like the lockers. And we was really good. We Yeah, we was able to go and, and win, beat out a lot of competition in college. We went all over Texas. You know, went to Jerry Thomas. We did his show about twice. We was on at the convention center. Pretty good, pretty good. All right, thank you for bringing it up. That's good history there. Soul Trotter. Uh-uh-uh. All right, Miss Angie Franks, all the way in Tulsa, Oklahoma. What is your did you know? You know what, Seth, believe it or not, you know, I really don't even have a, a, a did you know. Uh, on oh, come a, on. on you, got, you, you got, now you got to think of a did you know. I know you got all kind of history. We'll let you think about that for a second. I actually thought of one more. And well, I, got, go I have a did you know, but it's not really. I mean, well, it's 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 important for those that maybe I'll 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 give you this. Um, did you know that the three-letter word all a l l is in the Bible is used in the Bible more than fifty-seven hundred times? No. Didn't know that, Miss Angie Frank. That was a good one. Five thousand seven hundred, I think, thirty-one times. I think the word "all" a l l is used in the Bible, Old and New Testament. Well, thank you. See, you had something. You had something, darling. I think you was trying to say something. Didn't mean to uh, cut you off. But what were you saying? Can you explain to us what "all" means again? 
Say it again. You was you was explaining what lock meant. Can you tell us again what that is? You oh, said lock, you used lock, lock, lock. Yeah, locking is a, a art, a form of art. I'm sure everybody in California is laughing about now, but for those of us in Texas that don't know, locking is a form of dance. It's not break dancing. You don't hit the ground. You have to think on your feet, and when you dance, you lock up. You throw your arms around, and you lock. You hit the ground, and you lock. You dance on your, dive on your stomach, get up, and you lock. To the beat, y'all. To the beat, y'all. <laughs> and uh, it's, it, it, it's where a lot of these dance moves come from. That's why I won't dance with people today. They say, well, Seth, I don't believe you used to lock. I won't dance because it's not appreciated. A lot of Michael Jackson, I'm going to tell you all this real quick and we're going to switch topics. But this is a good, good, good question. Michael Jackson asked him, Michael, where do you get your moves from? Y'all remember what he said in the interview on Oprah? He said, from the, from the young people in the hood. So I don't know what Michael was doing, going around with a camera or inviting them to come out on his ranch and he was recording them. But that's where he got a lot of his moves from. Well, Daniel, uh, um, it's a gentleman by the name of Campbell. Don Campbell is the one that invented the camel lock. It's this guy used to go around California and he would dance with people and he would lock up. You know, you know I'm just dancing, just keep moving, but not Don. He would he would lock up and he would move and then he would lock up about every so many seconds. And it got popular. Soul Train had him on there for a while there, it was the most popular dance on the planet. Everybody was locking. So that's kind of the the mother of breakdancing and all that. And, and the robot, the robot probably was before that, but you incorporate the robot with locking. And, and uh, again, it was very popular, very good. And we had a lot of fun. We won so many first places, it wasn't even funny. And then we had a little boy that was real, real small named JB. If we couldn't bring the crowd down, when we brought in JB at the end, it was over. So we snatched all kind of first places from uh, black colleges throughout Texas. Anyway, folks. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, Darlene, did you have anything, uh, any announcements? I know you had a few birthdays you wanted to get out of the way. Let's do that now at this time, if you don't mind, please. Okay. Um, Angie, you there? Cause, because you gave me quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have an anniversary. And what is his name again? Hadain? Hal Dane. Okay. Hal Dane and Barbara Ransom anniversary is December twenty eighth. Regina Davis Christmas Day. Hal Dane Ransom is December the seventeenth. Alan Ransom December the sixteenth. <coughs> Brandy and Brittany Ransom. Terrell Sims, December 16, Kenny James, December 1st, Sonia Johnson, Christmas Day, Albert Spain, December 14th, Ella, Ella Mae Spain Davis, December 17th, Angelo Hill Jr., December 6th, Carrington Turner, December 12th, and Dominique Wester, December 28th. 
Wow, wow. And happy birthday to all of those, belated birthdays to all of those. And so that was that was wonderful. All right, darling, you have anything else? I know that the crew's coming up, and we try to talk about it every week, but just a little bit to keep it on y'all's mind. So, darling, just you have anything briefly on the cruise and the New Orleans, just something really quick? Um, I can go. Let me just hear the date. The date for the cruise is October the 15th through October the 22nd, 2016. Um not sure if anybody is called in. It's leaving from the port of Galveston. We're going to Cosmel, Belize, and Mahogany Bay. Uh, $50 holds the room. $200 deposit due by March 15. Final payment is due July 15. Uh, balcony room is $787. Ocean view is $607. Interior is $527. And uh, New Orleans is still on. It's June the 30th, July the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else? Because I know you have a few announcements. I want to make sure we got that out of the way before we go to Miss Josephine Miller and Joe Williams. Uh, Joe may want to talk about the hoodie awards. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't get anything on oh. that. I know he knows. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, listen, people. Again, you listen to the Douglas County Family Friends Network. And what we'll do at this point, take a little break. And we'll come back with the one and only Josephine Miller and her son. And they'll be on for a little bit. And then we'll bring on after that the one and only Janice Watson Griffin. And then after that, we will start to talk about um, uh, the one and only Uncle Sonny Boy, a.k.a. Albert Sonny Boy Douglas. All right. So we'll be right back, folks. We got in here right now. How many people know covenant is God honoring? Covenant is right. I don't care what the world says. They're trying to redefine marriage. Amen. Don't listen. 
I can't wait to get married, as you know. I mean, how, my mama, you know, she, I'm holiness. My mama made me go to church, and then I started developing my own relationship. But at 13, my mama was like, yo, I want you to be a virgin when you get married. I was like, that ain't no problem. I'm buck two with ball spots. I can't even get a date right now. <laughs> But here I am at 32 years old, and y'all, I'm still holding on. I'm waiting on that day. I'm on international TV. Yes, I am a capital G. <laughs> I ain't gonna front like it's been easy. And I'm inviting all of y'all to my wedding. You know, you're gonna be in the wedding. It ain't gonna take long. You can leave your cars running. It'll be about five minutes. Like, I've been waiting on this moment all my life. And then all of a sudden, I hear, boo doo doo the rapture. No! No! I was right there! Okay, folks, we're back. I had to play John Gray with his crazy self. I would love to know what my cousins thought of him. Okay, we're going to open up the lines. I got everybody on hold here, so let me unmute everybody. That guy. Uh, some of y'all liked that last time, so I thought I'd play it again. Miss Darlene? Miss Darlene, your line is open. What you think of crazy John Gray? I know I played him before. I had to hear that again. <laughs> Um, what did you think? What did you think of John Gray, Miss? Okay, Don, your your phone line is open, and Miss Angie, your phone line is open now. What did y'all think of that uh, clip? Capital Capital V Capital V Virgin. <laughs> I think it's an awesome thing in this day and time, but he's he's funny. And, and God does have a, have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does comedy all over. Probably most popular man in church right now. What were you saying, Don? I was just trying to uh, whisper to the girl. Okay, folks. Well, listen. Uh, I told you I would bring on the one and only Joe and his mom. So we're going to go ahead and go straight to the line. Uh, Erico 404-641-JOE, your line is open, and Miss Josephine will open up your line in a second. There we go. There we go. Okay, Joe, are you there? 
All right. And Miss Josephine Miller, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, man. Hey, Mom. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, both of y'all. Mom and son. Welcome to the show. I think y'all the first mom and son duo we've had on the show. So, what do y'all, Miss Josephine? This is the first time we've had you on. So why don't you say hi to the family, let everybody know how you related. I know some people don't know you, most people do know you, but how are you related, who are you to the family as it relates to Ed and Isabel? I don't know, I'm about no Ed We can hear you, we can hear you. Go ahead. Uh, who, is your, who is your mother, father, where everybody will know? Uh, my mother's name was Annalise Scott. She was a Scott, but she's Annalise Douglas. She was married to M.B. Douglas. He's my father. Oh, okay. 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 All right, before we get into that, let me ask you, how are you doing? I sometimes be moving too fast. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm a little hoist, but I'm doing fine. Okay. So, folks, as y'all heard, she is from the M.B. Dugan side of the family. And everybody knows who Joe is. Joe, one more time. Well, everybody should know who Joe is because he was on last week. But go ahead, Joe. Let everybody know who you are as related to uh, um, Ed and Isabel. Well, Ed and Isabel is my great, uh, great um, grandfather and mother. Uh, I am uh, the son of Josephine Miller, who is a twin with Ernestine. Um, and uh, my mother is the second in the line of MB's family. Which uh, was the first set of twins, and uh, just excited to be here. I'm excited to be able to do this with my mother, with all the rest of my sisters and my brother, and my nieces and some nephews who are all listening to mom. You know, we're just over here shouting out loud. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, we so we are thrilled to have the both of you. I know every any time we get elders on, I'm always just humbled by that. And I want y'all to just talk, share tonight, Josephine, just like you're on the phone line with a good old girlfriend or something. I mean, just talk to the family tonight. What's on your heart? How are you doing with the whole, um, uh, just just in life, just what message do you have for the family? What's going on with you? Uh, just anything. Uh, Joe, you can ask your mom questions. We just kind of, it's, it's just free flow, all right? But well, let me this, start off with the this, can this be my first question for my mom? Um, yes, go mom, right ahead. Mom, again, she, she, she's, a, she's a second. Uh, she is, uh, the se- and I say second twice because we had entrepreneurs in the M.B. Uh, Douglas family, and she is a second entrepreneur. Mom, will you share who the first was? The first was, was my oldest sister. Uh, uh, we call her. And, uh, was the first one that was, uh, you know, she had her own business. Give them, okay. give, them, give, them the name, give them the name again, Mom, because I don't think they heard you. Her name was Lily Louise. That was, we all uh, called her Bay Lee. Mm, okay. Okay, and 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 the number two in that in that that uh, trifecta of entrepreneurs, who, mom? Myself, uh, at nineteen, uh, 
I, I graduated from a cosmetology college, and I got my a cosmetology license because I always love fixing hair. Oh, really? Mom, how, did, how, how did you get started? Whose hair did you did you clean on, Mom, when you were growing up? Uh, uh, you know, you know the uh, elderly people. They would always, you know, uh, every time they would come by. I would always have a comb, and they knew I'd like to fix hair. And they would tell me, say, well, come on and, and, and comb my hair. And they would give me a little oh. food, and I would go in and comb their hair. And I wow. I love to fix hair. And the Lord blessed me to be able to fix a, fix a lot of hair. Well, mom, what, what, what was what was your relationship, mom? You, we we understand that uh, last week, no one understood your your medical issue that you had polio, and because you had polio and you were in the hospital for quite a while, you had a very very close relationship with uh, your mother. Is that correct? Well, uh, see, when I was uh, you know when I was real young, I had polio. I don't I don't, I don't identify with being uh, with triple because I don't know what that means, but I had polio, and I and you know and they sent me to the hospital and I had to stay a certain of time for them to uh, to you know do the surgery on my foot and my leg, and and so and, and the Lord blessed me, to, you know at 19 to go ahead and get my cosmetology license, and for that. Uh, at 21, I got married, and my husband was in the service. And we had you, Kenneth, and, and uh, Catherine. That was three beautiful children that we had. And the service messed them up, and and he and after you all got to be a certain age, well, he passed. And 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 like you know, for through the years. We made it, all of us together. Amen. What a, what a testimony, Mom. What a testimony. So what you're saying is that you, you and I, uh, you and I uh, uh, me, Catherine, and Kenneth, our dad, was in the service. When he went to the service, uh, I guess through the trauma of all the shooting and the killing and things that he uh, he, he witnessed, it, it made him turn to, uh, you know, to drinking, if you will. Just put it out there so everyone understands. And he, when he came back, he was never, he was not the same man that right. you had known. He never, he wasn't, wasn't the same, because at first he, he was, re, you know, he was a different person, but after he came out, it, you know, he was a different person, and he had a lot of help, you know, help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. And, and through the years, we all, we, we managed together. And, uh, and after a, a certain amount of years, I met a wonderful man, and his name is William Arthur Miller. And, and uh, the 21st of this month, we would we be married 30 years. And I don't, I haven't had a. Thing well, congratulations on that! Congratulations on that! I am I am blessed to have such a wonderful husband. And, 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 and Mom, what, 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 
I heard thirty something, but I didn't hear the whole, the. Oh, I said uh, the twenty first of this month we'd be married thirty three years. Okay, thirty three. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. And I have, uh, in all, I have seven beautiful children, and I love every last one of them because they is is dear to me. And so they all are my children. I love them all. And I thank mm-hmm. you. They all is beautiful children. And Ma, would you share with them? Would you would you share with everybody that what you and my my sister uh, do every morning, and as well as all of us? What? But I know my sister specifically, Kathleen, who lives in Alaska. She uh, heard my mom do something special every morning. Can you tell them what you guys do? We we go through prayer before before my daughter, the one Catherine. She is her and her husband stay in Anchorage, Alaska. Before she go to work, oh wow! Then, uh, we go through yeah. prayer and pray for wow. All. We do that every morning, and and a lot of times if we want to pray in the afternoon, and then I have another daughter that comes over. And everything later, and we and before she leaves, we go through prayer also. Mom, would you tell about what happens in Augusta? We have a a dear sister in Augusta who who moved away on faith. She was in the service. She's still in the service, but she she left Wichita and she went. I think it was uh, Kuwait or something like that. Where you also have another. You have a niece who lives in, in Saudi Arabia with her husband. A niece to stay in. Which one? Yeah, is that, you got Asia. You got Asia. Oh, no, Asia. Asia and her husband, they's in Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Germany. And and Barbara, my daughter, the one stay in Augusta, Georgia, she was over in Afghanistan, whichever way you pronounce it. But but she is back. She, uh, she, she stayed over there a year, so she's. He's back now. Fantastic. And and, and my, not well, to mention, I know that we've... We no, I would just want to say uh, uh, you guys are doing... You're doing a great job, Mr. Joe Williams, just so you know. You're doing a great job. I, I love it. Keep it coming. But before you do, I just want to say, because we got a few people that just came in for whatever reason, phone line is just crowded, folks. Do not hang up. I'm telling y'all. Um... Uh, Again, you listen to the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network, okay? Right now you listen to an interview uh, by Joe Williams uh, of his mom, the one and only Josephine Miller, on the Dugan side of the family, just so you know. But go ahead, and before you go ahead, Joe, any co-hosts got any questions? Angie, Don, Darlene, any questions? No, I'm just enjoying listening. All right. Any questions? Well, my question is, he's done an excellent job. You know, I, I just he is. I just like the fact that he uh, he got it he, under control. Yes, he, he is. Yes. Okay. Hold on, Joe. Hold on, Joe. Hold on, Joe. Any family members with questions or comments to Joe and or his mom, press one now so we can get you in. Otherwise, uh, we'll we'll bring you in later if you want to ask maybe later. So, uh, again, any family members, this phone line is full. If you want to keep listening, I understand. Just press 1 at any time, and we'll try to get your question in. But go ahead, Joe. 
Well, I, I think my mom and I, we had this conversation uh, relative to Dugan. And, you know, we've always said that this, this whole line was for keeping everything real. If we're going to keep it real, we she should share just a little bit. She's not going to share a lot about Dugan because, you know, we, we don't want to sully the waters and things like that. But, uh, Mom, if you would, just share a little yeah. bit about Dugan so people know really who Dugan was to our family and to who he was to you. Yeah, despite the modalities that you were going through, could you just share a little bit of that? And, and, and Joe, I got I got to jump in here. I got to jump in, here, Joe, because I forgot to do this. It's my bad, but I just want to warn everybody with the interviews. Just make sure everything is positive, upbeat. We only got two rules on this show, folks, and that's to keep it positive and to be patient with us because we are learning each other. We may get your names wrong or something like that. I should have did that at the beginning of the show. It has nothing to do with y'all. So I just want to say that, say that about anybody coming on, anybody coming on, pressing one to comment, keep it positive and be patient with each other. Go ahead. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, because the reason why I wanted to share this with is that Dubin had a interesting way of making his entire family on the Douglas side uh, be the person that they are today because he was a tough man. You know, he was a tough man, and what he did is he gave us tough love. And I think that's what Mom wanted to share because we, I believe everybody in the Dugan side, as well as the entire family, the Kennedys, the Bookers, you, you name it, we've all had a tough track. And our forefathers gave us some tough stuff for tough love, and we benefited from that. Mom, you want to take it? Okay. Uh, you want to take it from there? Well, you know one thing, he wasn't the greatest father, you know. He was he was tough on us. She was the greatest woman. She always taught us to trust. And she and she carried the load. And uh, I used to I stayed at home uh, a little longer than the rest of them did. But you know uh, I don't know the rest of them would go out different places, but I would stay at home and help her because she had asthma. Stand her, and it would help. And I always wanted to do what I could to help her. And uh, I, and Dugan, he was he was tough. That's the only thing I can say. He, but he was something else. Okay. We think you said enough, man. I think we everybody gets the picture because we are all better because of his tough love that he gave to his entire family. He didn't. He didn't just pick somebody out. He said he was kind of that way for everybody, and I think that was that was what was going on in the times. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a lot of the older men was back in the day. They was uh, they was a lot more in the in out of the home doing different things, and the mother was there at home holding it down. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way that was that was, that was the model. That was the model. Well, listen. Uh, do me a favor. Can y'all uh, just kind of? Um, I'm really enjoying this, uh, uh, but I want to bring on Miss Janice Watson, and then uh, probably about 9:30 because we're probably going to go to about 10:30 tonight, folks. I'm letting everybody know that right now. So we probably would do uh, Sunny Boy for maybe more like 9:30ish, something like that, till 10:30. Just so everybody know, we're going to run a little late tonight. This is the last show, and we want to fill it, put in a lot of stuff. We kind of put in a lot of stuff, so I don't want to rush Miss Janice Watson when she comes on. 
So we'll let her go from about 9.30-ish somewhere to, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, can you all wrap it up with what you think, uh, any last words to the family, Miss um, Josephine Miller? We really appreciate you coming on again. Joe, any last words, anything you might want to bring up, ask any questions to your mom? Uh, co-hosts, any questions, comments, family, uh, press one on the phone line with any questions or comments for our guest and uh, Joe, please. I don't see any questions uh, on the phone lines. I'm watching. Y'all got to move fast. Okay. Well, everybody seems to be enjoying listening. So go ahead, Joe, and wrap it up, please. Okay. Well, first off, uh, as Angie had said earlier, the longest we keep Christ in our lives, in our hearts, then we are always going to be, you know, in the midst of something great. I am so honored that uh, we had this opportunity. But I think before it says, if I could just give mom about a minute or two, just let her pray for us, because this is such an anointing that we have tonight. I could do it, but, I mean, there's nothing like the praying warrior and the matriarch that she has been in our lives, and not only our lives, but even her sisters and her brothers. So I'm going to just pass this this torch right over to her, and I'm going to give her a hearty amen to just go ahead and just let us have it. But, yeah, and you know what, you know what, Joe, I really appreciate you suggesting that. And Miss Josephine Miller, I really think that is a very, very good idea. If you could pray for the family, uh, I, I kind of reluctant to pray. I know that's kind of weird, but on this show, I don't want people to think we're too spiritual and it runs off, folks, before we can really come together. But I think it's totally in line. Go ahead and pray for the family if you don't mind, please. We got a new year coming. This is our very last show, at least in this format. This is the last Douglas County Family and Friends Network this this uh year. So if you can pray for the family, pray for the blog, uh I would appreciate it. Or whatever else is on your heart. Before I said the prayer, I would, uh, you know, I love Angie and and Robbie and all the rest of us, and uh, you know, and it's been it's been nice listening. But I will go through a short prayer because I believe in putting God first on everything. Heavenly Father, as we come to you tonight, we come. Lifting up one another, one by one, in a very special way. Heavenly Father, I bless each and every person on this line in the name of Jesus. And Heavenly Father, we yes. know this is coming. But Heavenly Father, it's not about giving gifts. It's about giving you thanks, Lord. Because, Lord, you've yes. been so good to us. We come giving you the praise. Because, Lord, you alone are worthy. Your word of all our praise. You, because, Lord, you've been so good to us. You kept your arms around us as we sleep at night. And you even wake us up in the morning closing our right mind. And you start us on our way, Lord, and we said thank you. And we even thanking you for giving us the opportunity to be on this line tonight. And we just we just give you the praise, Lord. Lord, continue to lead us in the way that you have us to go. And we just lift you up. And Lord, thank you for giving me an opportunity to be on here tonight. And I just I bless all your people one by one in a very special way. Thanking you for keeping your loving arms around us and keeping that head to protection around us, Lord. 
You said, cast your care upon me because I care for you. Lord, we know you care for us. And whatever you do for us, Lord, we will always give your name the praises. We ask in all these blessings, in your Son, Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. Amen. And everybody that agree with that prayer, say amen. 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 Well, listen, I I can't thank you enough for praying. Um, Like I say, I try to, you know, I don't want to be too spiritual or too whatever, and so I kind of try to keep you in the middle of the road, but we definitely need prayer. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. That was a very, very good interview. That was a very good suggestion you had last week to even have your mom on in the first place. So I guess whatever Joe wants, goes Joe get right. <laughs> no, 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 no. It ain't, it ain't like that. But uh, we are all honored. Oh, I'm just We're messing. I'm just messing. I'm just <laughs> messing. All right, folks. We'll take a little short break and we'll be back with the one and only Janice Watson Griffin. Thank y'all, Joe and Josephine. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Good night. And. And uh, you can't get no better than that interview. Joe was a pro at that, and uh, I did not know all of that about Josephine Miller. You know what I do, folks? I listen to these shows again because sometimes they're just that good. Sometimes they're so good, I listen again myself. So let's take a little short break, and we will be right back. But before I do, before I do, before I do, before I do, Angie, any comments? Well, you know, I, I I enjoyed that. I, I, I do have a comment because, um, like you say, a lot of people are listening in. And, and I, make, I make a phrase. I say the struggle is real. And my sister, my niece, I always say, well, you always saying the struggle is real. I say I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm saying it in a positive way because we all have to come from somewhere to get to where we are. And it's because of God's mercy and grace that we are here. And the road ain't always been easy and smooth. It's been a little bumpy along the way, but I thank God that we have this opportunity to fellowship with our family, to get to know one another on a different level and a different degree to the point where we can say that we're family. And it's not just, I I, I heard of that person. No, I know that person because we're family. And and, and for that, you know, I'm thankful and I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to even be a co-host with you tonight and Dardine and all this on on the line because you guys have done an excellent job. And I just want to say it publicly so everyone can know that I personally appreciate the efforts that you've put into doing this and, and making this available to all the family all over the world that we can come together and that we can be a family. Know one another. I, I agree. All right, well, thank you, Miss Angie. I appreciate those words, and uh, we try hard. We really do. These shows ain't easy, folks. I wish I could say it, but they <laughs> they are not easy. Mr. Donald Shaw, any comments, questions about what you heard? Hold on, I must have this line muted. I be hearing noise, and so I have to mute everybody. Sorry, sorry. Let me go and unmute Mr. Don. While Don is being unmuted, uh, Darling, any no, Don, your line is not unmuted. Don, you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> what, I'm you here. playing on games with us here? You playing a joke on us or something? <laughs> what's your, what's any question? Any questions or comments about what you just heard? The interview, Josephine Miller, Joe Williams, anybody? 
Any comments? No, I'd uh, just like to say I was in just kind of warm just to hear him build up his mother like he did and to hear the prayer. It opened up a whole uh, different idea for us. We all got to keep each other's back in prayer. And just, just to hear her talk was very motivation. Kind of remind me of my own mother. Yeah, you know, you, you sometimes think, wow, folks, it should be very clear now. Every side of the family is spiritual. Every side of the family is talented. Every side of the family got young people that's going out there and doing some things. Every side of the family got business people that's doing things in the business world. It's just the way this family is. Darling, any questions, comments about what you just heard? I I agree with everybody as far as Josephine. She and I go way back. We used to talk, um, and I lost contact with her. So uh, I'm enjoying talking to her and listening to her at this point in my life. All right. Well, listen, just a really quick, quick, quick break, just a real quick break, and then we're going to bring on the one and only Janice Watson Griffin. She can take her time. Again, folks, we're just hanging out tonight. All right? Um, so we'll be right back, folks. This is Lecrae. We'll be right back. Yes. Go give ahead. me a call. I have okay, a different we'll number for so I'll give it to you. Okay, we'll do. All right, folks, this is Lecrae. He's saying don't waste your time. And we'll be back with the one and only Janice Watson Griffin. And I'm looking forward to hearing what is on her mind. We'll be right back. Let's go. Don't waste your life, man. I know a lot of people that are scared to gon' die Couple of us thinking they'll be living in the sky While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why What am I here for? I gotta figure out Waste my life, no, I gotta make it count If Christ is real, then what am I gonna do about? Everything in Luke 12, 15, now it's 21 You really gotta go and check it out Paul said if Christ ain't resurrected We wasted our lives But that implies that our life's built around Jesus being alive Everything only we're trying to show the world why Christ is more than everything I'll ever try Better than pretty women sitting and living to get a minute of many women a minute to admire It ain't no lie, we created for Out of the dust, he made Matter of fact, better man, I know we got Christ You don't see his ways in my days and my nights You can hit my brakes, you can stop my life Man, I lost my rights, lost my life Forget the money, cause the cost that ice The cost is Christ, they can never offer me anything On the planet, let the cost that Christ
Cause the devil just can't hang with us Christian youth, them a stand with us Living and driven, giving a vision for penning the commission he handed us London to Los Angeles, the rap evangelist My daddy wouldn't abandon us I got a backpack full of jets and I keep a Johnny Max So are you ready to jam with us? So let's go, give me the word and let's go Persecution, let's go, Jim Delasia, let's go Across the Asia, let's go, procrastination, let's go Hung on the cross in the cold, die for the young and the old Can't take it, never know, heaven knows How many souls are going to hell and to heaven So we gotta go and get them wrong You trying to figure out what to do with your life You make a lot of money, hope you're doing it right Because the money is God, you better steward it right And stay focused, you ain't got no ride Your life ain't wrapped up in what you drive The clothes you wear, the job you work The color of your skin, now you're Christian first People get to living for a job Make a little money, start living for a car Get my wife, a house, kids, and a dog Then they retire, they living high on the hall But guess what, they didn't never really live at all To live is Christ, and that's Paul, I recall To die is dangerous, but Christ, we give it all He's a treasure, you never find it in the mall see your money, your singleness, marriage, talent, your time They will only you to show the world that Christ is divine That's why it's Christ in my rhyme That's why it's Christ all the time See, my whole world is built around him He's a life in my life I refuse to waste my life He's too true to chase that ice Here's my gift of time Cause I'm constantly trying to be used to praise the Christ If he's truly raised to life Then this news should change your life If I can break, you can put your faith in a place that rules today and night Yes! Don't want to waste my life. Okay, family, we're back. Again, you listen to another episode of the Douglas County Family Friends Network. I'm Seth, and we're going to go right ahead and start with our uh, guest. Tonight, we're going to have on Janice Watson Griffin, and uh, we're going to go ahead and bring her on the phone line. Hey, that's Janice Janice Griffin Watson. I keep switching it around. How come you ain't corrected me before now? You must have been back laughing at me. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> That's not cool, cousin. See, you said, I bet y'all been poking fun at me. All right, Janice Griffin Watson in. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on the line. Eric Cole, 805-423. Miss Griffin Watson, are you on the line now? That's me. Hi, family members. Merry Christmas. Well, how are you doing, young lady? So glad to hear you. Extremely well, thank you. Yeah, the last time I talked to you, I think it was over to Inverna May's house. It's good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm really anxious to hear what's on your mind. I'm sure a lot of people are. Whenever you don't give a topic, everybody's always like, what is she going to talk about? What is on her mind? So 
I want you to first identify yourself as how you're related to the Ed Isabel uh, family, and then we'll get into what's on your mind. Did you hear me mispronounce your name earlier? Yes, I have the entire evening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, blame your cousin, Miss Darlene. We're going to put it on Darlene. (laughs) (laughs) I know that. See, see, that was one of them inside jokes. See, see, that was one of them inside jokes. But anyway, Angie and Don, why don't y'all go ahead and say hi to Miss Janice Griffin Watson, please? Well, good evening, Miss Janice. Hi, family members. It's so great to hear all of you, and it is such a pleasure to hear the shout out and the praise and what's been going on, and I'm just so thankful to be a part of this family, and it's such a blessing. Yes, yes, it is. What was that, Don? Because you're a little soft. Come on, speak up. I don't hear hear you. I was just saying that I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to talk about. And, Don, you had mentioned her husband, Lonnie. You had mentioned to me her some time back about how you enjoyed this conversation with uh, over the Vernon May. I don't know if you want to bring it up or not, but I just happened to think of that. I just like to say, Mister Nine is the bomb. He know how to make really, Yeah, he really enjoyed talking to him. Well, Miss Janice, uh, I want you to go ahead and just share what's on your heart. Uh, Anything, just take your time. We're not in a rush. Just let us know. And then after you're done, family, just so we know how this thing going to flow after Miss Janice Watson is on with us tonight, we'll go ahead and start the uh, Sunny Boy uh, side. Again, we're running late. I know we are. It's one of those shows that's going to run over, but I'm enjoying every minute of it, okay? So go ahead, Miss Janice. Take your time. Okay. Well, everyone... um not a lot of the family members have met me, and I haven't been on the show. I'm very busy doing a multitude of things, but I said I have to make time to get on the show and talk to the family members and, you know, just share what I've been feeling. And a lot of times I know in the families and community and everyone, they get caught up in the hype of Christmas, and typically I've seen that it started the day after Thanksgiving. And me, you won't ever catch me at a Black Friday sale. That's just something that I've never have partook in, and I don't plan on doing it. And, you know, a lot of people do, and I don't knock them for that, but it's just something that I've seen in my workplace as a director of human resources, just how stressed and how people get so consumed in material things. And, oh, that's you know, good. Yes, yes. And, you know, what it is, is for me, you know, it's Christmas time. It's time where you get to spend with your families and friends, and a lot of times people are coming back that you haven't seen all year, or they're coming back to their hometown, and, you know, they're going to reconnect. And a lot of times people are uptight, they're stressed as it is, and they're thinking, I have to buy this for this person and that person. But for me, um, and, you know, it's easier said than done in this world because everybody's thinking, oh, it's Black Friday or Cyber Monday, and, you know, 
what it is, it's marketing. It's a marketing technique, and all that the consumer wants you to do, they want you to spend, spend, spend. And I don't know, that's just something that I learned, and it's like, I, you know, I just don't partake in that, and my children have it, and I just, that's something that I won't do. But I, what I want to do is I just want to share a few things with you that I find to be meaningful and hope that you enjoy during the Christmas season and some tips for going into the new year. And I've always thought, you know, it's people first and, you know, what resonates over everyone and speaks louder than money and buying that seems to take center stage every year is just buying, buying, buying. And I just want family mm-hmm. members and everyone to know, don't get fooled and, you know, don't get caught up in that thinking, that's a great deal, I need to get it, I'm going to get it, you know, I want to get it, I'm going to go stand in line, you know, it's a blowout sale. And what you really need to do is just focus on your relationships and, you know, what can you give of yourself to those of, those who you love is what really matters. And that doesn't require a penny. It's your love, your time, your friendship, your empathy, your compassion, and that is what enriches all of your relationships. So if that's something you, you know can what? do, you should start thinking, you know, thinking about, you know, don't worry about spending that penny, you know, spending your money. You know, think about being with family and your friends. Janice? I, yes, I just yes. want to just jump in here. I want to real. I want to jump in here real quick and say this, and I'll start a little music up in the background also. But that's a very good topic you're talking about, and I don't know what I, what is drum beat I'm hearing. You hear that? Everybody hear that? So let's. I don't want to mute everybody's line, but let's watch that uh, drum beat, whatever it is in the background. But Janice, very good. Information. Thank you for coming on and talking about that. Very good, uh, especially about this time of the year. You know, suicide rate is real high right about now. To let you know how relevant what you're talking about is, suicide is the highest it ever is this time of the year. And it mainly has to do with people lacking family, but a lot of it has to do with materialism. People not able to show their love through that gift, that those toys they want to give for their kids and or their mom or whatever, and they just lose it. So good point. Go ahead. Exactly. And so another thing, like when you said that, when you know that when we feel less than, it seems like people spend more. And so money, you know, it's a dangerous tool. And we use that and we aren't feeling good about yourself. That's usually when people go out and they want to spend. And to that extent, to your giving, you know, don't, feel that you have to spend more to impress someone or to keep up with someone else who may have, you know, more money. You know, what we need to do, you need to stand in your truth and not anyone else's truth and honor of your truth. And that means never spending a penny more than you can honestly afford. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you know, there's a deeper problem. It has to. It, there's a deeper problem, Janice, and that has to do with people defining themselves. And this is it's the American way. People define themselves by what they have. When the scripture says very clearly, the wealth of a man does not consist of the things he owns. Again, very That's good. That's right. 
Very good exactly. point, Jenny. What so so did you run into run across something that really really bothered you or some kind of normally people don't just bring it up unless there's some pain involved or something like that. No, it's not it's you know, just having been a director of human resources and um seeing the number of payroll garnishments that come in from credit card companies, from people that aren't able to pay their bills and people that are bouncing checks and not wow. realizing the repercussions of what's going to happen with that. Individuals, they don't. Re- I don't think a lot of people realize that when you bounce checks and if you continue to bounce checks, after a while the district attorney's office becomes aware and your name goes on that list. And what's going to happen when you go to apply for jobs, that's going to show up on your credit report. And so that's writing bad checks or not paying your bills. That's just the same thing as having something on your record. So, And it's easy to access, for employers to access that. So that was one of the main things. Because, you know, I get a lot of requests from individuals, oh, can you do a letter of recommendation? Can your husband do a letter of recommendation? That's fine. But I like to ask them, okay, I'm going to be doing this letter of recommendation, but tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, about you, yourself, and you know, your finances and what it is is, what is it that you want this job for? And everyone's all, oh, yeah, I want the job. I'm going to do a good job. You know, I'm a great employee. And then once they get there, it's totally different or you find out that they've misrepresented themselves. So, well, you, you, know, know, just, you know what, Janice? Janice, I got I to hop in. You mentioned something that just struck a chord with me earlier. <sighs> You know, I know it's the way it is, and you're sharing with us the way it is, and we appreciate that. But, you know, I hate the way it is. I ain't going to lie. And, and any other co-host want to jump in here, jump in. Anybody on the phone lines, if you have any questions for Mr. Janice, press 1. Uh, but uh, I really don't think they should get into things like character. Uh, a job to me, I know people that never bounce a check, have good credit, high credit score, and they as slight up devils. On jobs, they harass people. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this. It seems as though the people with the best credit, to me, <laughs> do the most harassing. It seems to me. Let me make sure I ain't got anybody muted. Uh, hold on a second. Angie is unmuted. Don is unmuted, and Miss Darlene is unmuted. Um, it seems to me, uh, Ms. Janice, that the people that run the corporations, of course they have good credit. The people that's over the HRs like yourself, I'm talking about your coworkers, your colleagues, ex-colleagues, I know you're retired now, but I'm telling you, these people is the face of Satan to me. The people that are struggling from paycheck to paycheck who sometimes miss a payment, maybe they don't pay a bill because they can't, they got kids, they're struggling. As a rule, people pay their bills when they have enough money, to me. I mean, just, I could be wrong. I know there's always an exception to the rule. But what I'm saying is, as I work, and I've been doing that all my life, I've noticed that the people that I enjoy working with, some of their credit is not to be boasted about. Some of them have done some things financially that's not wise, but I love working with them. The people, on the other hand, that, that is in management, my wife and I talk about this all the time. She she just don't understand why I do not want to work in management. She just don't understand it. Seth, because we're in this country, it's just the most 
I did it. I, I was in management once upon a time, and I saw behind the scenes. People don't understand when you're in management, Janice, you have to answer to God because you're in control of people's lives. And we're going to get back. I want, I want to hear more, but i got to say this. When you're in management, you are controlling people's lives. Now you have to answer to God. It's kind of almost like pastoring. So it never was appealing to me, ever. Either I'm going to have my own business or I'm just going to work. I just never wanted to be in corporate America as management. So my question to you, and I want you to finish your train of thought, but I have a question for you. Do you think that's right for people to be looking at people's extracurriculum outside of the job to determine whether or not they're going to be a good coworker or a good worker? Well, I think that comes from you definitely don't want someone working in your operation that is, you know, less than truthful. And when you say that about uh, management having good credit, that is not true. Believe me, there are a number of individuals that have filed bankruptcy and they file Chapter 7 or whatever, Chapter 13 or whatever, and it amazes me that these individuals are able to bounce back and uh, start their lives over and just start back right like nothing has ever happened. So that's what I'm saying but about see, right there, but see, Don't try to but keep see, right, up with right other there. people because, you know, they don't know. People don't know. You know, it's, it's a confidential information, but there's individuals that – you know, you think that they're doing this or doing that, and, you know, they they try to present like, you know, they're all that, but that is it's not true. So that's, that's what I'm trying to say is don't go out trying to, you know, keep up with other people and do this and do that. And, you know, and, and the other thing, like with creditors, like you're saying, there's people that have bad credit. Another thing that, you know, I have, you know, counseled individuals on, you know, if you're not able to pay a bill or if your credit card is too high, you can talk directly to the credit card companies. You know, don't think oh, yeah. because, oh, yeah. you know, there's, there's things that individuals can do. And a lot of times it's our people, people that are of African-American descent, they don't know about these things that they can do and no one has told them or shared what? with them. You know, you can always negotiate or get a lower interest rate on your credit card or ask them, you know what? This is coming up. I'm not going to have the money so that it doesn't affect your credit. So there's things that individuals well, well, you can know, do, Janice, but a lot of times they don't know that. Janice, that's where I was headed with this, really. I didn't want to go all the way there, but uh trying not to do all the commenting tonight. But, Janice, that's where I was going with it. A lot of our people are the ones that really – uh, is falling in this trap. In this trap, I remember yeah. going to an Oprah Winfrey. I, I remember going to an Oprah Winfrey show one time. It was me, my wife, and my brother. We went to the Oprah Winfrey show, and Oprah did this special on um, this personality test. And that thing like started an assault against minorities to me. This personality test, where it gets political, they can well you flunk the personality test. They're going to ask you questions, whereas if you're not if you're the, if you're not in management, you know they ask you stuff like, "Well, do you want to work overtime?" Well, heck no, I don't want to work overtime. <laughs> and they'll ask you the same really question four or five times. They they ask you the same question four or five times, and they're gonna get you. But if you if the average black man or black woman say how they really feel about these jobs, 
they're not going to hire them. So you have to say what you think they want you to hear. But they ask you like 24 times. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. Again, I'm talking about non-management employment. Those of us that chose not to be in management but work on these jobs, we want to do our 40. Some of us want to work overtime. I understand that. But what I'm saying is these personalities tests is designed, I think, again, it's an assault against minorities. Another thing, another thing I think is assault against minorities is this whole credit thing. You know, as a rule, it's not just America. Anywhere in the world, an oppressed people are going to be the ones with the bad credit or the challenging credit. And it's not that they don't want to pay their bill. That's not true. Oftentimes, we have to negotiate higher rates. We're the ones that get paid the lower wages but we want to have nice things like anybody else, and we find ourselves in this crunch, and we choose between bills, and oftentimes certain bills don't get paid. So I don't think that's a slight on people's character. You know, uh, uh, I don't think that's, uh, I, I, real, real quick, just give me 15 seconds. I don't think that that has anything to do with worth ethics. There are some people that don't have enough money to pay their bills, or maybe they're living high on the hog, and they're just bad at budgeting. But it don't mean they're not a good worker. They will work circles around you. They will always be at work on time. They will always be what they're supposed to be doing. But there's other people who have excellent credit ratings, and I've seen it. I've lived it. You know, they, they are straight. So I know there's always an exception to the rule, but go ahead. Who else had a comment on that? Others. Well, you know, I, I hear I hear what you're saying, but... But but this thing here that, that we're talking about, well, that you guys are talking about right now, and I'm going to jump in, this thing is it's much more than what we from the natural can see. This thing, is it's a spiritual thing. Because you hear that song that they say, break every chain? All the things yes. have been... Uh-huh. This thing has stemmed down from generation to generation. And we have got to the mm-hmm. 21st century, and the chains ain't been broke yet. They only thing that's happened, they have stuck the key in there and took the cha- and loosened them, but the chains ain't been broke. You know, so the stuff of the cycle is going to keep on going over and over again until at some point, somebody, is it going to be me? Is it going to be Seth? Will be my cousin Joe? My Aunt Josephine? Who is going to stop? Who is going to say I've had enough? Who is going to say it ends here with me? So it won't keep going down to our generation, to our kids, and our kids' kids. So on, so exactly. Who's going to stop it? If not you, then who? Okay. If not me, then who? You know, this thing, this thing, is a spiritual thing. Yeah. The weapons of our thing are not but they might be by the pulling down of strongholds. We have to do something. We have to make a stand. We're going to do it because it's suddenly pointing back at us. You know, as a family, you know, we have to we have to stop and say, well, hey, look at this thing. Move, Move outside the box and see the whole picture because we're only seeing things through our blinders. We're not seeing the whole thing. This thing is much bigger than, than you know, corporate America. Exactly. You know, extenuating circumstances happen to good people. Yes. You know, and it's, it's that sometimes God wants us to go through something because otherwise we're not going to ever get it. Yeah, and that's what... You know that, that you're right, cousin. And the, and another thing is like I notice a lot of these um, credit card companies will target freshmen when they get to college, and a lot of times yeah. parents think, okay, you're 18, you're an adult. 
No, you may be 18, but you, to me, that's in, um, you know, that's what man has said. You're an adult. You are still learning. Just because that's a number, you know, and you go to college, you go off to a junior college, a technical college, wherever the workforce, you still you need to, you know, tell individuals don't get caught up in that. You know, they think, oh, I got they're going to give me a credit card to get this money. I can just spend. Well, no, you need to look at the interest rates. You need to know what's going on. And then that's how it starts. And once they get you, it's hard to get out of that. And so it's, we, I don't know, you just have to talk to the kids, the younger kids at an earlier age and just let them know. Because, you know, when, when, when our parents, okay, I have, a, I have an eye condition. And and they say it's hereditary. But, okay, back in the 20s and 30s, our people didn't have the, the resources to go to the doctor and to get checked out for all these different little things. So we come up here now and they say, well, this is going on in your life. Uh, who in your family do you know? I can only go back so far. I have no idea. You know, and that's the same way because if we're not taught, if we don't know, then we're just going to keep going along and, and, and then we're, we we have a – we have a starting point, but it just don't start right there. It started exactly. long before then. Yeah. You know, and, and, and nobody is really being taught properly all these things. So we're, we're, we're learning as we go, picking up a little bit here and picking up a little bit there. It's like picking up cans because that's, a, that's the only means you have of living is picking up a little more cans. You know, and you can be everywhere just picking up here and there. But it, it has to be some consistency along the way where I'm going to teach my kids. And not, not just my kids, but I have nieces and nephews and, and I have cousins. That anybody that come through my path, I'm going to share what I know with them. I'm not going to link it just right. to my family. I'm going to share with my immediate family. I'm going to share with my whole family. And sometimes we can be so selfish as a people. That's why we, the information is not going because you're trying to hold on to it. Take a lesson from the monkey. I, 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 when I speak, I tell this story, and I'm going to say this story, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to let it long, and I'm not going to say nothing else. There was a monkey. There was a, 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 a nut in a jar. The monkey wanted that nut so bad. He reached his hand in the jar, and he grabbed a hold of that nut, and he wouldn't let go. But he couldn't get his hand out. He couldn't get his hand out. Sometimes we hold on to stuff we know you're supposed to have. And he didn't realize because he because of greed and selfishness that if he had let just let go, he could have been free. Sometimes if we let go of stuff we can be free. We hold on to stuff we're not supposed to have, we get bound up and caught up. I'm I'm done. I love everybody. <laughs> Good points. Good points. Good points. Miss Watson. Miss Watson, I got a question. Yes. If you are not an employer, is it possible you can do a background check on an individual that you would like to employ? Or how do you go about doing it? I mean, it's simple, but I just have been out of curiosity. I don't, you're, um, whoever is asking questions, I told Arlene earlier, it's blurred. It's like mumbled, and I can't hear your clear What's your question? I, I, I can hear him. I can hear him. He's saying you he's clear. He's, he's clear. You you he's clear. You're clear. So I don't know what's going. on. It's probably your phone. 
But what Don is asking is, can you do a background check if you're not an employer for someone that you are thinking about hiring? Well, I'll tell you this much. It it depends on the employer. You know, each employee, each company is different. It depends on the job classification and what you're going for. It depends on what access you have to different websites now with the way technology is. Just about anybody can do a background check on anyone, and you wouldn't even know it. I, I'm, I have a question similar to Don Check to Don's question, and uh, I don't know if anybody knows this is for you or anybody, really. Uh, you know, now they check, they check Facebook, which, again, these people are off the chain. That they, they, That's why when you when you mentioned that about the credit, I just, you hit a chord because I despise that so much. I think that it has absolutely nothing to do, whether I have good credit or not, I'm talking about our people going through this where they're looking at Facebook, they're looking at their YouTube, they're looking at that. That has nothing to do with an employer. Employee, you may find out their angle on how they believe. You know whether or not they go to church or whatever, whether or not they're on Facebook saying crazy stuff. But that don't mean they're not a good person. That don't mean they're not a good worker. So, having said that, I really despise that. I don't want to get off too much on that, but. Uh, let me say this because I think there were some other things on your heart. First of all, before we switch gears, let me just ask family. Anybody have any questions or comments on what uh, Janice is speaking of right now before we – because I think she has some other issues as well on the heart. Anybody, questions, comments, questions, comments, Darlene, anything, anybody? Okay, Janice, I'm going to go ahead and let you finish, but uh, I hope I didn't take you too far off course with with that. And by the way, folks, it's, it's 10 o'clock. It is 10 o'clock. Anybody on the phone lines, please do not hang up. You will not be able to call back up to 10 o'clock. Y'all know how this thing goes. We are contracted to 10. Uh, normally, uh, this uh, blog talk let us go over until 11. I don't think we'll go that late but because we still got to honor the one and only uh, Albert Sonny Boy, uh, and we're going to do that. But, uh, uh, Janice, anything else you may have to share with us? The last thing is just, you know, what I want, just focus on what you have. You know, when you live your life from a place of gratitude, from what you have, rather than focusing on what you don't have, then, you know, you open yourself up for being so much more. And, you know, happiness never flows from negativity. So just give yourself the gift of gratitude this Christmas and into the new year, and it will change your life. And that's basically, you know, all I have. The program now, and you know I'm always willing to you know give information or help someone out or you know tell them what they can do especially the young young adults and young kids we have to start when they're young like five years old you know it starts at birth but we you know everything is taught so you know the family people of God don't even read their Bible. I'm sorry, that happens. It's not me, folks. That's blog talk. They, that music does that every once in a while. Go ahead, Janice. I'm sorry. No, but that's it. You know, we just have to start, you know, start at, at an early age. And, you know, I'd say when they're five years old, just, you know, talking to 
family members and the young kids and, you know, you know, being a reflection of, you know, what they can do and what they can achieve and they can be so much better, equal to or better than the the next person to them and not to let, you know, someone say that you're color, you can't do this or you can't do that or you'll never have this. You know, I want them just to reach for the highest and go as far as they want to go. And another thing, college, you know, college isn't for everyone. You know, some individuals don't want to go to college, but there's other things they can do to be just as successful. And I have, I know individuals that, you know, don't all have college degrees. You know, some, and that's another thing, you know, everybody stresses college, 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 which is good, but maybe someone has other skills. Maybe they want to be a mechanic. You know, maybe someone wants to own their own business, you know, have entrepreneurial skills, but, you know, or have a trade. But I just, you know, we work, my husband and I, we work with um, incoming eighth graders that are going to be going into ninth grade in the high school and, you know, trying to focus and help them decide what they want to do. Because, you know, at that age, when they're going into high school, it's like, okay, you have four years, and now what am I going to do after I graduate high school? And so so much is on, you know, get a college or get a college degree. But some of them don't want to go to college. So I just find it a blessing to be able to mentor and reach out to those individuals and, you know, help guide them. And if I can do that to any other you know, young adults, young children in our family, I'm more than willing to do that. Well, let, let me say this, Janice. Uh, you mentioned several things here that uh, I'll stop the music here because I want to really get this out. You mentioned several really, really important things, things that can corrupt, derail anybody's life, derail families, and that is materialism. You started off talking about materialism. And then you start yeah. hitting on a, a different. A, a, you start hitting on a lot of the HR issues. You talked about a lot of good things tonight. I'm really glad you came on, and uh, I know you're not done, but I just wanted to say this real quick. The materialism you 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 started off talking about is two things to me that is the biggest reason why this family and other families are not more unified. The biggest threat to me, this is to me, this is your cousin talking, the biggest threat to Brother Seth or Cousin Seth is unforgiveness and bitterness. There's so many people in the family that is upset because this side of the family does something to that side of the family or this side is doing something to that side of the family. And this is what I've learned, and I know I'm kind of a little bit off, but I'm going to get to materialism is really what I brought this up for. But real quick on this unforgiveness thing, everybody is going to be offended. Everybody is going to offend. Daily we offend people, intentionally and unintentionally. But if we can have the, the forgiveness, that's how we can stay together. Because, Janice, before you go off this line, you're going to say something, I guarantee you, that somebody ain't going to like. I think you're talking to them. It's just the way life is. But if we can forgive, if we can forgive, if we can just put in our heart to be patient with people and forgive, we can overcome anything. That's no matter if it's a husband and wife, best friends, coworkers, classmates. We have got to get this unforgiveness and bitterness under control as it's going to destroy any and every relationship of value on this planet. 
second thing, the second monster that destroys families is what you talked about earlier, materialism. You are not where you work, family. You are not what you do. Something God showed me a long time ago, the most High showed me, you can never do what your true value is. What is your true value? Somebody said, well, I ain't worth a million. Oh, you're not. You think Bill Gates is really worth the billions that they say? No, Bill Gates is worth more than that. We are worth more than that. I mean, what I'm saying is we're priceless. Human beings are priceless. What we can do under certain environments is crazy. Had we had the same type of training, upbringing, we might outdo whatever Bill Gates is doing. Had Bill Gates had a different kind of background, he might be somewhere stealing, snatching purses. Human beings can never do what their value is. That's what the Father showed me. You are not your job. You're not what you do or don't do or did good or did bad. It's impossible. We are, as the Bible calls us, we're God's under God. We're little G's. Remember Christ was nearly stoned for saying that? We are made in the image of the Most High. That makes us God in a sense. Not 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 the God, but I'm saying we of his same spirit. If you can't handle that, just, just let's say it another way. We're of him. He breathed into that brown dust out of his own self, so we are part of him. So materialism, Janice, I can't thank you enough for coming on this show and bringing it up because I don't think you hit it hard enough. That is this family. I know. I know with this side of the family has been an issue. It, it's, 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 with, it's, it's in the home. They say the reason 50, what is it, what is, what is it 60% divorce rate in America, they said it's mainly materialism. So I know we're on something tonight. I just have to say that. Yeah, especially with the Christmas season coming up and, you know, just to wipe a clean slate and start for the new year. And, if you know, if individuals, not every, this, you know, I'm not directing it to anyone, just, you know, giving my thoughts and of ways in which you can, you know, maybe something can help you and be better in your life. Amen. 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 Any questions from the guests, from the guest co-hosts? Uh, we have a phone line. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, out of all the shows we did, wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? I think the highest amount of callers was on the Doshi uh, program. We did Ain't Doshi, the second show. We will exceed that. This is the show with the most callers. Now, I can't speak for the archives. That would be uh, by the Ennis Buddy Douglas family side. They had the highest in the but and we again, I, I've mentioned the numbers just to say we're relevant, that people are listening. I like to say that, but thank y'all for coming tonight. There's so many people listening, and the best is yet to come. We're still going to talk about the one and only Elbert Sonny Boy Douglas. Janice, any closing thoughts, any concerns, questions? Hold on, hold on. We got questions. We got questions. Okay. Joe, your hand is up. I don't know if you have a question or not. So here's what I'm going to do with Joe Williams. If you can press one if you don't have a question or don't do anything if you do have a question. That's Joe Williams. Your hand is up. Also, Erico 682-560, your hand is up. If you don't if you don't have a question, press one. If you do, leave. Don't do anything. Okay, we'll go 
682. I don't know which one was first. We'll go to 682-560 first. Go ahead with your question or comment for the guest. Okay. Um, my name is Therese McVeigh. I'm Uncle Seth's niece. I got a question. Hey, How did Therese. you get about mentoring? Hey. Hold on. Hold on. Hey. Hold on a second. For you. you just can't come in here and talk like that. Say, okay, so she's my <laughs> niece. She's my niece. And this is Azalee, uh granddaughter, everybody. Her mom and dad is uh, Tanya and Joel. Tanya is my sister. Now you go ahead, niece. Okay. <laughs> how did you get about, um, how did you go about becoming a mentor for the eighth graders? Because that's something that I guess I kind of put myself into with just people I know that have children. It seems like in this day and age people really don't give as much to their children as what we had when we were coming up, and I'm only 29. And I can remember my mama telling us during the summer, we can't go outside, we got to do a book report, or we got to do this and this, because she saw different areas where we were struggling. And that right there, what you're doing is is really powerful, because a lot of these kids just want to know somebody cares, and somebody's looking, you know, looking out for their future. So if you could tell me how you got about you know, with mentoring the eighth graders, that would be tremendous. Am I still on the line, Seth? Yes, you are. Go right ahead. Okay. When my husband and I both retired, he retired. He was a, a warden with the associate warden, chief deputy warden, and he went back as retired. And it was they sent out a request because there was a lot of predominantly black youth that were not going to school or they were getting in trouble. Um, And so they reached out to those individuals that were associated with um, our black organization, the Association of Black Correctional Workers, and told them there's there's every month at schools, and in some districts it's more than every month, but where we live it's once a month. It's called a Student Attendance Review Board. And on that student attendance review board, you have the administrator, um, the superintendent of the school district. There is a parole agent at this, a social um, social services director. And what what happens? These youth come in and they're there with their parents, and they're on the verge of getting suspended because they're not going to school. And it's the individuals that we're seeing were from the ages of kindergarten through 12th grade, and so they wanted black administrators and anybody that just was black to go and sit in on these meetings to see what was going on, and so that's what we started doing, and we've been doing this probably about 10 years now, and that's how it started is that we were requested to do it by the Association of Black Correctional Administrators. And it just it just stuck with me. And then when we started going to these meetings once a month, we're able to see all the different services that are afforded to non-black individuals because uh, they didn't have both parents there to represent them. So we just took it upon ourselves. And also with the, my sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha, we don't have a chapter here, but I'm, a, I'm with a chapter in another city. And so I just do volunteer work here. And the kids, the children really appreciate it. And it's not a lot, of, it, it doesn't involve a lot. Anybody can do it. 
That's nice. That's good. Well, That's good. That really is. And uh, it was one more thing you had hinted on. You were talking about the credit and the jobs. Now, I lost my apartment, I want to say about seven years ago, because I got fired. And I went to look for a job, but it was a court judgment on that. During that time, I was not in the best headspace. So if somebody were to look at my Facebook or whatever, you would see how I truly felt. Now, would I want to hire somebody who posted the stuff I posted on my Facebook? No. I, you know, I, I kind of agree okay. with looking at, at the social media aspect because you're getting to look into somebody's real, you know, the real being of them. But as and, far and as the credit... And, and let me jump in here, Caress. Let me jump in here. <laughs> Folks, you can't find a nice employer... Then it's the lady, this young lady on the line, Caress. So she's bringing up a serious point. Can't get sweeter than Caress, folks. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, and then the second part, um, the credit issue. Now, I understand why they look at that to see if you're responsible. If you would use what they're paying you to actually take care of responsibilities or if you would have police come up there for writing bad checks or whatever like that. Nobody wants to be embarrassed. I understand that. But if you make, in my opinion, this is all my opinion, if you make one bad decision, say you lost your job because you couldn't find, I mean, you lost your home because you couldn't find a job, I don't think that anybody would really hold that over your head like, ah, you got a foreclosure. But if you have 17 delinquent accounts, I can see why they're not going to call you back. Right, right, right. Miss Janice, respond to that? Yeah, okay, the first thing... um your question about Facebook, I know personally individuals that have totally uh, closed their Facebook account and you see that and they started a whole new Facebook account. So mm-hmm. if something is closed, they don't have access to that. So you just, you can go in and close your Facebook account and start a new one. But if you give me a call, um, Seth and Darlene have my telephone number and my email address, then I can discuss some other things with you as far as jobs and job planning and what you can do and things to say. And also, um, I have a contact that I can give you as far as helping you. And there's things you can do uh, with your credit also. And like what you can say to the employer and letters and what have you and what you can get um, to be placed in your personnel file. So if you get their information... You can get my information from them, and I'll help you. Okay, I'm in Thank a better space now. That was that was seven years ago, but I was agreeing with what you were saying as to why they look at certain things and give my opinion on it. I actually had to take a step back to fix my credit because a lot of things. Well, I mean, this world is built on the credit system, so even though it's not fair, this is the world we live in. So you got to be prepared if you want to do something. Well, thank you, Miss Caress. Thank you very much. Yes, Caress, and even even though something is on your credit, like I said, I know individuals that uh, have gone on to be deputy directors and own businesses that have filed bankruptcy. So there's things that can be done, and, you know, there's just a way and parameters about what you have to do to go to correct that. Uh So just just because someone tells you, oh, no, you can't do this, or you have this on your record, you're not going to be able to do this, no, that's not true. You just you just can't let what someone says, you know, stop you from being able to attain the goals in which you want to attain. All right. Well, listen, Miss Caress, okay. thank you very much. Appreciate it. 
All right. Thank you. Now, Miss Miss uh, Look, yeah, that's the one and only caress. I appreciate her calling in. Brought some good points on. Caress brought it home. It's where a lot of people live. A lot of people live there. Most of our people, they ain't gonna say it. They gonna come on the line and be as bold as she was. But that's where most, I think, African Americans live. Most of us is not in management. Most of us, I don't think, uh, we just gotta. That's where we're at. But listen. I can talk forever. Any questions, comments, folks? I'm looking at the phone lines quickly because we're gonna move on. We gotta. I don't want people to think we're um, being disrespectful to Sonny Boy uh, Douglas, folks. We don't have that much information to be very honest with y'all. Kind of like last week, and uh, for whatever reason, we didn't get a whole lot of response from that side of the family. I'm sure they have great reasons. Uh, you don't have to come on this show. It's optional. Some of them, they was very nice, every single one of them, but we don't have a whole lot of knowledge, just be honest with you. So Darlene is going to read a bio about Uncle Sonny Boy, and then we're going to open the phone line to anybody that shared memories with him. Please press 1, if, uh, um, asking the older people in the family, the new Uncle Sonny Boy, come on, say what you have, all right? Because that's really all we have, and that's why we went this long, to be very honest with y'all. I like to tell y'all what's going on. That's why we didn't start earlier the memorial for Uncle Sonny Boy, because we really don't have that much information, okay? Uh, Janice, any last words? No, just uh, wishing everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and wishing blessings on you and all of your family and loved ones. Well, thank you. And again, I don't think you could have picked a more uh, relevant topic than that. Um, I thought you was going to bring up another topic, but I guess you decided to go another way, and that's fine, too. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of anything nope. else. I think we've covered it all. Uh, one, let me see. Darlene, 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 any question or comment? No, not really, but I want people to know that my cousin Janice came to the reunion in Dallas, and she came with a purpose. I think she mingled with everybody there that she could. She just wanted to meet her family. Yeah. Okay. All right. Did she meet Janice Watson? I was trying to think why you brought that up. I met Janice Watson. You could tell when she came to reunion. She just has that personality about her. She came oh, to me. I'm sorry. I'm cuckoo. I'm cuckoo. You're talking about Janice. I'm sorry. I'm thinking you're talking about somebody else. My bad. Every once in a while, y'all, I get to fool with these controls and I lose the thought. Yeah, darling, she was very nice. And I must say this. I'm so glad you brought that up. Now that I know what darling is talking about, they were very cordial. Lonnie. And Janice, not only at the reunion, but when they came over to Vernon May House, I sit there and talk to them at the table. Very approachable. And uh, I'm going to say this to you, Janice. I don't know how you'll take it, but I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, some people look, there's a certain look some people have, like they may not be approachable. I'm sure you've heard that over the years. But when I first saw you and your husband, y'all just didn't look like y'all would be as friendly. But looks are very <laughs> deceiving. I mean, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. Actually, it's a compliment. You just looked at very, you know, you know. Some people have that look. Y'all, you, you follow me, Miss Janet? No. <laughs> yeah, I follow. <laughs> she follow me. No, Janet, do you follow me? 
Yeah, yes, I very follow you. Yeah. Some people are on a mission. They they're they're looking like they're busy, they're 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 they look happy, they look prosperous. And sometimes people that look that way have a tendency to be standoffish. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I couldn't have uh, 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 been more wrong, when, and that's why I don't always listen to that thought. Yes, we get these thoughts, but do you listen to them? So, yeah, I ain't going to lie, I had it. Well, several of y'all relatives out there while you're playing, a lot of y'all I thought that. But I make it my business to go up to people and, 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 and not just judge by a thought. And I must say, Janice was very cordial, very nice. Uh, Lonnie and I, we talked. Talked a lot over there in Burnham May's house. So I want to say thank y'all. And then Don uh, expressed the same sentiments about uh, Lonnie. Am I right, Don? That's right. I think uh, So anyway, she was pretty cool. And I say that in all honesty. I just really enjoyed the uh, camaraderie that we developed in that short time that we talked. And I really enjoyed it your comments and the information that you shared us tonight, Ms. Watson. Thank you. I just, I'm just glad to be a part of the family and to know more family members. And we were very, very happy that we were able to go to the family reunion in Dallas and Verna May and Cousin Ray. They outdid themselves on the <laughs> family reunion. And we were just happy to be able to meet everybody and I find myself maybe about every other week I had videotaped that the end, that last song when everybody was singing, Yes, Jesus Loves Me. And I still keep thinking about Cousin Robbie was sitting next to me and she was just singing and singing and it just touched her and we looked down and she had come out of her shoe. I don't know if she ever told anybody, but it just really touched her and it touched me and that family reunion was just, I don't know, just it's just so good to know your family and to be around family. And I don't care about what happened 80 years ago, 100 years ago, 50 there years ago. Family family is family. And that's just the way I look at it. And, you know, that's where you get your knowledge, you learn from, and you may wonder, you know, why do I have this or why is this happening to me? And when you see other family members, you're like, oh, they look like me. That They have freckles, or they may have this, or that person looks like my son, or that looks like my daughter, and they're cousins. And so until we all get together and start meeting and talking and conversing and seeing everyone, that's how you learn, or you may have a different ailment or something, you know, maybe bothering. You find out, shoot, so-and-so has that too. And, you know, but this is what they did for it, and that's how they overcame it. So... That's one thing that I, I enjoyed about the family reunions, even though, you know, we have a, an enormous amount of family. Um, just getting together with however many we can get together with is a blessing to be able to see them and talk with them and connect with them. Well, listen, I just want to thank you for coming on. And, uh, again, I... I you know, you couldn't have brought up any relevant, more relevant topics than materialism and even the HR issues you had. And, and I'm sure, Caress, thank you for your information there. She ain't the only one that might be calling you. So anybody want, I'm sure anybody that wants to contact you again, is it okay for them to contact me, I guess, and I get a hold of you? 
Oh, definitely. They can. You can give them my information and my uh, email address, and you know. And I would. I'll. You know, like I said, right now I'm. Um, our sorority. We're doing a, one of our major fundraisers for our grad chapter, offering scholarships for young African American women. So, usually the times that we have the blog talk, it 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 they conflict. So um, I was just able to get on this evening. I'm glad I was able to. But other than that, you know, I'm more than willing to share information or little tidbits or little advice, you know, or something that's helped me or someone else that I know that may help them in their life. And, you know, I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody, but if you can pass it on or someone can use the information, I'm more than willing to, to share that. Well, listen, Ms. Janice Watson, thank you very much for coming on, sharing. Uh, um, I just really appreciate it. Hopefully, you'll be on, uh, you'll join us in the future, in the near future, because you have a lot to contribute, especially being having that experience of being a director of an HR. I'm sure a lot of us can use, a lot of the young people can use some uh, insight on how to dress, how to interview. Uh, again, you talked about the credit. Um, you talked about that. I'm sure you didn't mention resume, but I know you can go there. So I would like to bring you on maybe in the future, Darlene and I, you know, to bring you on and talk about that. If, is that possible? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. That, that would, like I said, um, we, like I said, we have a major event coming up in March. But after that, um, I definitely will be able to assist whenever is needed, you know, and there's other resources, and also if individuals are looking for internships, well, um, you know, and it doesn't, not the internships aren't all for just young individuals or those in college. There's internships out there for just about everybody. So if, if you want the opportunity to work, I'm sure there's something out there available for you. So just just let them know, cousin, and you have my information. You can pass it on. Well, again, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I hope you wasn't put back by me saying my first, uh, what, what do you call it, when you first see somebody, <laughs> my, your first, you know uh, my what? first you, thoughts. Cousin, you know, no, that doesn't um, affect me at all. Maybe when I was smaller in elementary school, you know, they say the sticks and stones may break your bones. But now with all the different things that have happened and growing up, it's toast. That doesn't even bother me. Well, but you that's know a whole, we, heard, we, But, you know, but, but we could, that could be a whole other uh, topic or a discussion. There, there is an evangelist. I can't think of her name. The one that got, what's, y'all, what's the name of the evangelist that got jumped on by her husband at one time? Anybody know who I'm talking about? But she made a comment. She said, sometimes when you, Juanita Bynum, Juanita Bynum said, I've got a place in God where certain people won't even approach me. Certain guys won't even try to give me a line. They don't have to even come my way. So actually what I'm saying is a compliment. There are some people you don't approach. You think that they... Might not want to have anything to do with you Or not necessarily don't have anything to do with you 
but they just look like they just, you know, I mean, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, don't have me out here on the island. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You see people every day, and it just looks like they, you know, probably wouldn't communicate with you because I'm one of those guys, I don't want to put on my best clothing all the time. I don't want to put on my best face all the time. And for that reason, I don't always draw the best people in my life. And I get my wife and I talk about this all the time. You know, polish up yourself so you can draw the certain kind of people you want around you. So I think when I met y'all, y'all very established. You're very nice looking. You was one of the probably the, I mean, seriously, just going to be honest with you. One of the nicest, nicer, one of our nicest looking cousins we got out there. Lonnie is a good looking man, and y'all look like a very established couple. So it's not unnatural or normal for people to see you and think, oh, you know, one if they like this. But I thank God that I was able to talk to y'all and see that you wasn't. That's the, that's the end of that story. That's the solution there. When you get these thoughts about your cousins, about your coworkers, about whatever, and you're going to get them, every single one of y'all listen to me, you just, you just don't do it. So I try to talk to my white brothers and sisters. When you see us black people and you think we are criminals or if you think we're stuck up or if you think we're whatever, Come talk to us and see what we're really about. So that's what I did, and I'm glad I did. And I share with Don that y'all are a very good couple. So having said that, I want to thank you again for coming on. I do hope we work for you in the future. Uh, have y'all have you on, and maybe Lonnie as well. I know you have a lot of experience with dealing with youth and that whole correction system. That's a whole nother topic. So I look forward to having y'all on yeah. if that's possible. Oh, and most definitely, okay. most definitely, most definitely, we will make that happen. And we love you guys. And like I said, everybody have a Merry Christmas. And I'm looking forward to hearing about uh, Cousin Sunny Boy. I always admired how tall he was and seen his uh, pictures, but don't know a whole lot about uh, Cousin Sunny yeah. Boy. So I'm, yeah, I'll be listening. Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate you coming on again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell Lana we said hello. I will, and thank you for the nice comments. And we love all the family, and we think all of our family is beautiful. Thank oh, you, you deserve it. Y'all deserve it. Thank you very much. Okay, folks, there's another good interview tonight. That was the one and only Janice Watson Griffin. Earlier, we talked with Josephine Miller, and uh, she was interviewed by her son, Joe Williams. Folks, I'm going to be honest with you, we don't have that much information on Sonny Boy. It's just that simple. I don't know what to say. Oh, by the way, Joe, I'm, he's going to kill me. I think his hand was up. Let's go to Joe, see if his hand was up. Erico 44641, Joe, was your hand up? You guys are, you guys are killing me. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me let me apologize because I saw your hand and I'm saying no, his hand is not up. Joe just never pressed one. So is your mom. Uh, her hand was up for a long time. And so I look over when folks. That's why I tell you when y'all come on, press, like right now. Well, I ain't gonna put nobody on the spot. But when after you come and press one, so your hand can go down. Cause I didn't know if you really had your hand up or not. So go ahead. I'm. Just, I had my hand up. I took it down. I held it up again. I took it down because I I had Miss Janice on the line because Janice is one of the people that I really feel like as a family we should all connect because 
I am the former director of the National Black NBA, and I'm sure that she's familiar with that organization. And we could have a family empowerment session, which, you know, she's in HR, I'm in community, and I'm also in entrepreneurship. And there's lots of folks that's within our family that can learn how to own their own businesses. As I told you last time, I haven't collected a check from someone in over 10 years. I've made my own money. And when I listened to Janice, I was, I was very, I was empowered by what she was saying because I'm also a former uh, chairperson for the 100 black men here in Atlanta on the cab chamber side. So we have a lot of synergy and I got excited about it, but I, but I want to make one comment. And I want to make sure that we truly understand that we are family. When Janice showed and showed up at the family reunion, she's family. That's what drove her to come to Dallas is to be with family. And I understand your, your point about the way certain people look because people tell me that I look mean and, and, and I'm yeah, sometimes yeah, hard to you. approach. And, yeah, everybody uh, have those preconceived. Everybody have those preconceived ideas, but the key <laughs> is to go and get to know the real thing. Go ahead. And exactly. area code eight one seven. Hold on, hold on, Joe. Area code eight one seven six two five. We'll come to you next. I see you. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, and I just want to make sure that when we come to a gathering like that, we're coming for unity in our family, and we're wanting to find out who's who. And, you know, she, I believe she's in the D.C. area. She's worked with a lot of the associations that are up in that Virginia, Baltimore, Chesapeake Bay, D.C. area, that uh, triangle there. So, I mean, Who are you it's talking awesome about, to have. You talking about Janet? Yes. Hold on, you yes, talking about Janet? Oh, no, she, no, she's in California. Wow, she's in that's California. even better. D.C. area. She, you oh, said okay. she, is, she, she is in the D.C. area? No. Okay, okay. Um, even, Cal- even, even California has a vast amount of associations that are out there. So it was exciting to hear her and talking about the sponsorship. And then lastly, I'm actually getting ready to do an event in, in um, January where we're bringing young men only together. So we show them how to dress, how to, what, what utensils they use when they set the table, what are the first rites of uh, passage, because they'll all get a certificate once they pass through this. They will also have people to show how to balance checkbooks, how to handle their money, and financial statements. So I was excited when I heard her, and I'm going to just stop because I have so much more, but I was just, just excited to know that I have a, fa- a family member that's on that side of the fence as well. Oh, yeah. And like I said, Joe, and I appreciate that comment. Appreciate it. Uh, did you, were you done? Well, you said you had a lot, I know, but I, okay. Well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate that comment. And, Joe, just, just so you know, like I said earlier, every single side of the family has it all. It's the truth. I mean, I'm sitting back and I, I'm thinking, I don't hardly ever talk about Azalee. And one of the reasons I don't talk about Azalee is because I'm from Azalee. I'm the host of the show. And it would be very easy for some of y'all to think, and I know how family think, come on, I wasn't born yesterday. Oh, it's maybe all about them. So I purposely don't talk that much about this side of the family. But in a, in a sense, it kind of hurts some of y'all because some of y'all don't get to know some of the great greatness that's going on. But we have success and failure on all sides of the family. Erico, 817-625, go ahead with your question or comment. 
I don't have any questions. Uh, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. And I want Janice Griffin Watson to know that she enhanced the program tonight. I don't get to listen every night because, you know, I have a schedule and I go to bed at a certain time. But I did, I was just glad that my son mentioned it again to me tonight because she really enhanced the program. And um, yeah. I, as she was speaking, I was, I was, you, you know me, I'm thinking Bible. And uh, because there's so, there's so much that we are not aware of. And I know, I thought about when God told Jose, my people are destroyed because of lack, the lack of knowledge. And, and now, it's hold, not, on, hold on a second, A-Rock. Hold on a second. We got this rule. We got to identify everybody. I'll do it real quick for you. This is ain't Robbie, folks. This is Azalee's daughter. Just so you know, Ed and Isabel had a daughter named Azalee, and this is her daughter. Otis, uh, uh, we call ain't Robbie. Go ahead. Okay. And uh, what I, I, I was said that to say this, that it, some, the, the reason some things happen the way they happen is because of the lack of knowledge. That's why I was saying that, Janice, you enhance the program tonight. And be sure to tell Catherine that uh, Robbie said Merry Christmas, as I, as I want to say Merry Christmas to all of you, because, see, in a few days we're going to enter another year, and we and, 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 to, and, to, and to go into another year, we want to go into into this next year expecting great things. Yes. Yes. I mean great things. God has promised me. That if his people, if his people would mm. humble themselves and pray and turn from our ways, that he, there would be a great restoration. For all of us to say we Christians, and 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 and, and another thing that was laid on my heart was for each one of us that we were saved to serve, and that's to serve each other. And, and I heard you say nobody don't know much about Uncle Sonny Bart. But let me tell you something about that. The reason they don't know Seth is because they're not old enough to know. Uh, Uncle Sonny Bart, if he'd have lived, Uncle Sonny Bart was over 100 years old. And some of, our, yes, some of yes, us. Yes. So that, if that's the reason they don't know. It's, it's because of the some of these people, uh, uh, they're old and died before they, some of the children were even born. So, hey, Robert, do me a favor now. Oh, do me a favor, because actually you're one of the main persons. I, I'm so glad you're on the line. I don't know what to do. Uh, and, and before I go any further, I won't. I won't say that Janice Griffin, Janice Watson, for sure enhanced the program. But I'm not going to look over the contributions from Joe Williams and Josephine what, what? Miller and everybody else that called. I want to say that, but. I do want to hear what you have to say about Uncle Sonny because you, out of all the people on this line, is probably going to have the most information. So can we do this? I want Darlene to read a little short bio of him, and then you come on and educate us about who this great man was. But I want Darlene to go first and do the the, 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 the proper way to do this is we're going to do a bio of him. And it's really quick, probably three minutes. It's just probably all we have. And then after that, you can just share it, and you might even want to comment on the bio. Can we do that? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, Miss Darling, are you ready with that bio of the one and only uh, Albert Sonny Boy Douglas? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, you okay. go ahead with the bio, and then ain't Robbie going to come in behind you and really let us know he was. Okay. This is what I have about Uncle Sonny Boone. Albert Douglas. Sonny Boy Douglas. He was born June 18, 1909. His obituary says Rockdale, but I believe it was born likely in Burleson County in Mount Zion community. Community. His parents were Ed Douglas and Isabella Kennedy. His wife were Marcella Morrison and Doris Wright. He was a proud father of 12 children, four daughters, eight sons. We have Kenny May Bull, Blanche Baylor, Orange Ree, Williams, Thelma Cooper, Albert Douglas Jr., Willie Frank Douglas. Alan Douglas, Billy Douglas, Ethan Douglas, Willie, Joe Bar Douglas, Eddie Douglas, Arthur Douglas. And I have his living children's are on, which is baby sister, Arthur, Willie, Joe Bar, and Eddie. Um, he was a member of Long Avenue Baptist Church. Hey, and here's what I have. He died October of 2007. At that time, he had 105 grandchildren, 200 wow. great-grandchildren, 60 wow. great-great-grandchildren. And um, they talked about his height. He stood very, very tall, and it kind of demanded attention. And from what I can see, and I could probably count the the number of times that I've seen him on one hand to remember, it, it seemed like he was a businessman in his own right. He worked at a sawmill, and he was a self-employed welder. And it seemed like he was instrumental in providing the great markets for his parents, his sister, and a brother, and I believe the more than likely the other sister ain't Annie Mae. Um, what I remember about him is I drove up to Mount Zion the very first time, and my dad kind of followed me out there. And when we parked, my dad came to the car and he said, Uncle Sonny Boy is here. You know, it was like maybe 75 people just standing around under the trees, sitting on benches and stuff. Well, he stood maybe i say a head, maybe a foot taller than everybody that was there. So, you you know, you saw him first off. <laughs> and, um, and that's tall. I, I that's say, tall. And I watched him walk through his house one day, you know, from the living room into the dining area, and he had to duck. That's just how tall he was through the archway to go. Now, um, a lot of people don't know that, what happened to his arm? And it was April the 1st, 1951. He lost a child and he lost his arm and I believe maybe two or three fingers on the other arm. They were cutting up a, a car and it was still gasoline in the tank. Am I right? Yes. Let me just and, say and, this, and, folks. Uh, 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 hold on, let me just jump in here real quick. Everybody, I gotta say this. I gotta do this little these co-host thing. I gotta do it, folks. I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, 
we're going to go to like 10.55 as the last. This show is going to cut off automatically everybody at 10.55. And I do want to apologize, but like I said, we didn't have any information, nobody volunteering, nothing. We've been leaving all kind of messages and begging people, harassing probably is what the word really was. Not harassing, but, you know, sometimes you can bug too much. So just so y'all know, that's why we put this off to the very end because we don't have that much. And thank God for Aunt Robbie coming on the line, and she's going to share up until about 10.55. Go ahead. Go ahead, Darlene. Oh, that was that's all I have. I was waiting for uh, Robbie to, to come in because, you know, I have the fact that, you know, he was tall and, the car accident is, is, you know, because when I was a child, I, I heard a different story, but now I have the correct story. Well, ain't Robbie, you know, anything, highlights of his life you want to share? Uh, anything for us? Uh, I, I really don't have uh, much to share, even though I'm old enough to share a lot. But when I was a, a child, we used to go to, to down in, to Cameron and Milano, down there where they lived, and because at that time people were still picking cotton, and and my daddy and, and he used to take us to the cotton patch, and we would stay with them. And uh, so I, that what I know about him, he's always a kind man and a good man, like you say. And she said a businessman, and I never will forget when he lost his arm. Uh, I. As some of you don't know, but I am in the ministry. I've been in the ministry 50 years, 50, uh, 50 and a half years uh, in January. But uh, that's one of the reasons that I kind of lost track because I was in one city and somewhere else and somewhere else. So uh, I really didn't get to just follow up. Follow up uh, but he was just a family man. He didn't want an awful lot to tell except he was just a family man, a good man. And uh, somebody that believed in taking care of his uh, family. But the one thing that really got my attention, he was a courageous man, and he believed that he could do anything. And he had uh, one arm, because he lost the other arm in that fire. He had one arm and three fingers on that arm. And that man worked, and he drove trucks and everything. And I never forget the time he told about the cops stopped him, and he said that when they stopped him because well, they know they really was going to want to give him a ticket because he just because of his condition. But one got in the got, got in his car with him, and another one followed him and told him to drive. And so he didn't know why he, what, what they was about to do, but they had him to drive out and just drive out in the country, and then they turned around and come back, and so. This man asked him, said, how did he do? He said, he's perfect. So they didn't give him a ticket or nothing, but they were they were really trying to see what what kind of drive this, this man was doing with one arm and three fingers. <laughs> and he he just felt like he could do anything, and he, and he tried to do anything. But like I said, he was a kind man, a good man, and a... And, uh, I don't have, like I said, I'm 82 years old. And that's why I say the reason some of them don't have anything to say because they didn't know him. They're not old enough to, they wasn't, they wasn't even born when he was a, when he was a, a, an adult. Uh, but uh, but 
I'm trying to I'm trying to think of somebody's name in Austin. Um, Darling. Yes, Darlene. That's what I'm trying to say. But oh. she did give a biography, you know what she what she had, and that was about as much as I would know. And I'm okay, 82 now, years old. Now, hey, Robert, we got a question. Eric code eight one seven two nine one. I don't know if it's a question for you or if it's a question comment about uh, Uncle Sonny Boy, but I'm moving a little fast because we're going to go to like 1054 because at 1055 it's going to drop this whole show. Uh, well, now i got to go to bed anyway. <laughs> well, I might have a question for you. Hold on. Let's see what this is. Eric code eight one seven two nine one. I think this is Tanya. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment, my sister. Go ahead, Hello. Uh, Eric Code 817. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to comment on uh, Identify yourself, please. Ad- identify yourself, please. I am Tanya. I'm, I'm the sister next to Beth. I'm Irene's middle daughter. And uh, as the lead, my grandmother. And uh, I just want to say I want to come in on the fun board because he was the greatest inspiration in my life. You know, from a, a little girl, mom always talked about me every day, and she loved her uncle, and I was like, I look forward to going around and spending time with him. I remember uh, that us being under the tree and him setting watermelons and everything. And I like his mannerisms because a lot of times children are in, intimidated by older people, but he was approachable. He was approachable, and he would sit there and just talk to you. And you had questions, he went out, you know. And uh, I, I enjoyed that, and not only I, but my daughters, them, they look forward to going. We're going to the north side. We're going to see out the funny boy, you know. And he was just like that. When you go over, you go sit out at the time, which then you're going to say, let's go eat. <laughs> and I enjoyed that time that I had with him <laughs> while he was here. <laughs> And that's how I yes, yes. Well, thank you, Tanya. I remember uh, Uncle Sonny Boy as well. Those one of Mama's favorite. All right, Tanya, I appreciate those comments. Okay, folks, we got about three minutes. That was Tanya, my sister. Hopefully, she called more. Tanya got a whole lot of history about this whole family, for real. That's our historian on our side of the family. Uh, Erico469 has a question or comment. Aim Rob, you can just hang out. We got like three minutes here. Erico469-8030, oh, I know who this is. This is Robbie Nelson. Go ahead, Miss Robbie Nelson. How are you doing? Good evening, everyone. This is Ed and Isabel, great-granddaughter, M.B. Douglas' granddaughter. I like to talk about Uncle Sonny, but I don't have time, Ed. Anyway, like Robbie said, he was a great man. He was a great man. When I first moved to Fort Worth, he took me in like I was his granddaughter. He came by. He visited with me. He picked me up. I had to stay all night. If I did not, got scolded. at. So I paid in and spent the night with him, rode around town with him. He was a good man. I wish I could share with y'all about the time that he saved my life because I almost died. And he took me to his doctor. He said, Nisa, I'm coming to pick you up today. And I said, Uncle Sonny, I just don't feel good. He said, I'm coming anyway. And I said, okay. He took a look at me. He said, you know what I'm finna do? I'm taking you to my doctor. And he did. 
and they found out that I had pneumonia and the flu, and I had infection in my brain. So he's my hero. Wow. Wow. He is my I'm, hero. I, I, I must, Robbie, and, 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 and ain't Robbie, two Robbies in a lot of the same time. I feel a little bad because we ran out of time. But oh, I, 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 know, know. I know that, Robbie. Yes, you do. Oh, you know that, Robbie? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Yes, we met in. Oh, it's. <laughs> I'm not going to even go there. <laughs> Now, you be but telling yeah. your age if you do. <laughs> oh, well, if I do, I'm not ashamed. I'm 21, everybody. <laughs> 21 and in college. <laughs> but he was my hero, yeah. and y'all had met him. He was, and I thought that it was because I was Dugan's granddaughter, because he made a big emphasis with me, you know. But Arthur, Joe Boy, E.C., Jr., I mean, I can name all of them, Eddie, Willie Frank. They all just took me in like I was a baby's sister. You know, I was their sister. I remember the time I went somewhere and somebody tried to speak to me, and E.C. or Junior then would say, uh-uh, you can't talk to her because she's family. And I'd be so embarrassed, you know, but they treated me like I was their baby's sister. So, I mean, you know, Uncle Sonny has, I mean, he was a good man in his I can only know what I share, what I know, but I can say some positive things. There are some beautiful people. Let they me ask you a good question. This question is posed to either one of y'all, Robbie or Robbie. My mother okay. used to say that when they went to the cotton fields, ain't Robbie and Robbie, that they outworked everybody. Is that true? Yes, they did. I, I would, I, Those I boys would have to, to, would have to agree. That Robbie, that Robbie may not know, about, that Robbie may not know, but this one do. Uh, those okay, guys, <laughs> they, they, uh, a uh, hundred pounds of cotton a day was a lot of cotton, and, and those well, boys did just—they just—they did just what their daddy did. They made more money than well, anybody out there. Well, listen, family, I hate to do this. Uh, hold on, hold on. I hate to do this, y'all. Again, we had no idea y'all would be speaking up this much, and I, I thank all the guests that came on the field in that big old holes. Again, we heard from nobody. This show is going to end in like 25 seconds. So I want to thank all of the guests for coming on. Yes, we ran out of time, but it was all good. I'll thank Janice Watson and and, uh, everybody, uh, uh, Josephine Miller. Y'all, it's going to end in about 15 seconds. So y'all say goodbye to the family, and the show is going to end. Just say goodbye. We got like 10 seconds. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Goodbye, everybody, and uh, it's probably going to end any second. So uh, it normally yeah, works. Darlene, call Robbie. Darlene, call Robbie, and it's still going. Maybe it'll give us a, maybe it'll give us another five minutes. I don't know, but it normally ends at ten. No, 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 we'll that's talk, all right. With that. We'll talk to the end. We'll talk to the end. Maybe it'll give us another great spirit. But, folks, listen, just so everybody know, and like I said, this show may cut off any second. Just so we know, Darlene and I have worked very hard like we do with every side of the family we call, leave messages, and I think this family have wonderful reasons probably why not to. And uh, you don't have to come on. It's optional, and we're not mad at them. We love them, and uh, they have a right. But I must say that this show is going to have the highest phone rating out of all the shows 
And that go figure that out. This, this show, I think Andoshi had the highest, and, and we've had so many callers, it ain't funny. So I thank everybody for showing up and uh, showing your respect for um, uh, and Uncle Sonny Boy. And also, I'm not crazy. I know some of y'all called to listen to uh, Janice Watson, and some of y'all also called to listen to Josephine. The Dugan side always bring a crowd. You know that, Robbie? Y'all's family always seem to be the bring crowd. Proud so, of your family. Yeah, I'm yeah. Proud. And it's every it's it's everybody. I remember when Addie was on everybody and I think one of our best shows was the Azalee show, believe it or not, because of, I mean, as far as the timing, technicality, pictures and everything, that was probably mm-hmm. the I mean, every show have had its strong points, one way or the other. So again, any last words, anybody? Y'all we got like Three minutes. Any last words? Let me go real quick to Don Jr. Don Jr., any last words? Quickly, quickly. No, no, no. Just everybody be safe. Be safe okay. during the holidays. Miss Angie, all the way from Tulsa. Last words? That was just a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everybody. Well, thank you. Thank you. I don't know why Blog Talk is giving us these extra five minutes. Normally, cut off at 1055. Darlene, any last words? Just ditto, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody, and be blessed. And um, I like, maybe we can extend this a little bit next year on Uncle Sunny Boy, whenever they get ready. And and y'all, don't forget, next week, we won't have another show until 2016 under the banner of the Douglas County Family Friends Network. However... I am going to be doing a Bible study. Don't forget that. Check the Ed and Isabel page for details. I don't know if it'll be Tuesday or Monday, but uh, don't know yet. Check the Ed and Isabel page, and maybe I'll send a text message out to everybody. It's going to be a Bible study. It's under. It's what I'm doing separate outside of this family blog. But I know a lot of you was interested in that. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and end the show. I love every single one of y'all. Like I always say, there ain't nothing you can do about it. Uh, thank you, Aunt Robbie. Aunt Robbie, thank you for coming on, sharing. You and Robbie, the Robbies, and Tanya, for bringing, and, and Darlene, for bringing out that information about Uncle Sonny Boy. Folks, I'm sorry we didn't have more, but that's pretty much all we had. So I just thank, again, our guests for filling in that big hole, those two slots uh, with the interviews. All right? So we're going to go ahead and wrap the show up. God bless every single one of y'all. Good night. Good night. And that's that's everybody signing off. And I'm going to try to go out with a little song. I don't know if they let me play it or not, but uh, I always try to get this in. This 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 is what I feel like the Father want. I, I heard, hopefully y'all heard in Robbie's heart about uh, seeking the Father. So this is kind of along the same lines. If it'll play, probably won't play that much of the song, but check this out, all right? Uh, this is our heart's cry for, my heart's cry for this, this, this family. <laughs> 